Thanks. How was your summer? Did you do anything special? Well, actually, it's funny you should, you should uh, ask me that because you, you know I have an interest in zoology, I, I think, and uh, I, just, I just acquired uh, two king cobras. Oh, my God. Uh, a male and a female, and the female's name is Sheba, and the male's name is Moby because he's an albino, so it's like Moby Dick. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I have them behind uh, two computer locked doors behind bulletproof glass, and I, um, I like to go in there, well, actually if they bite me, I, I won't get bit, but if they do, I've got 15 minutes to live, so I have to get like an antidote, which is next to the cage, and I just plunge into my knee and I'll be all right. That's not gonna happen, but uh, I like to go in there in my red leather chair, you know, with a glass of wine, and, and watch them as, as they're watching me. And sometimes Moby will sort of do this little charming snake dance and show his back to me. He's got this like little round circular pattern on the back of, his, uh, his back, and he's doing this dance, and every now and then I'll just turn around and go, you, I want to kill you! So, so after that, I have to just sort of kind of... I say goodnight, kids, and I, I go upstairs, I have to lie down and think about what just happened. Kind of like uh, the home improvement noise, but it's worse than just, it. Though, you, yeah. like it sounds a lot worse than it. Yeah. I don't think it should be a new thing that we're known for going <laughs> forward. Is you making that noise? That's how I feel, though. Yeah, but yeah, you've been doing it since you since you got here. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking maybe we just nip this in the bud <laughs> right now and try our best not to make this a normal thing going forward. <sighs> Do some stretches or something, maybe. Like, get up, I don't know. I did push-ups earlier. And There's nothing. This, it didn't, it didn't this is the out. liveliest I've felt all day. This is the liveliest yeah. you felt all day? Yeah, it's bad. Well, that's, I think I'm breaking bad. Yeah. inside. Oh, outside, too. It's, yeah? it's not pretty outside, either. God I'll tell it. you that right now. I thought I could at least rest my head on my good looks. No, I'm feeling I'm feeling great. I don't know what your problem is. Damn it. Fucking, I'm sun-kissed over here. Got the vitamin D course. I've, I've dropped a couple LBs. I've noticed. You I've look cut, great. I've cut my drinking maybe like in half in the last two weeks, which is, which still, is still a lot of drinking. A lot of drinking, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. But it's not an alarming amount of drinking, I don't yeah. think, in my opinion. We go through stages, okay? All you well, we alarmists out there, we know how to keep, govern I ourselves. I keep trying to tell my mother it's just a stage I'm going through. Yeah. Yeah. I said, slag off, listening. mom. <laughs> They're not listening. Oh, yeah, I don't, I, you know, I don't know what it is. I haven't gone anywhere in a year. I mean, like, literally. Oh, you should get out there. I've you gone to, like. There, fucking tear it up. I've gone to your house. Chop it up. I've Throw gone to down. my house. I've been to both those places. They're I, lovely. And we went to uh, Stacks once. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's about it. I remember that. That yeah. was a nice time. They yeah. had that rooftop uh, restaurant set up. Yeah, we took those beef shooters. <laughs> they weirdly were selling uh, <laughs> shots of whiskey with. Oh, you chasers. Oh, so good. 
Wish I had eight of those. Why, right why now. were they I'd doing that? Do you think anybody else ordered them except for us? Oh no, just us. The entire time they were doing that. Yeah. Is that why they were so boiling hot? Like clearly coming straight out of the steam table. They were like, well, nobody else oh, has ever done one that? of these. We oh. ought to keep them extremely hot. How so do we serve these? They don't grow dangerous bacteria. Uh, oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I just figured the whiskey kills you gotta, anything. You got to take you got to take that thing down a few notches on the temperature scale if you want us to throw it back as a as a chaser is what I was thinking. That's fair. That's fair. Also not fair calling it a beef bomb if you're not dropping the actual whiskey yeah. into the beef That's in a my beef opinion. Shooter. Yeah, it's just, you're giving me beef juice as a chaser. Yeah. Like I've never done that on my own at home. Gonna have you charge me fucking extra for this shit? Yeah, I thought you were gonna put together a fancy rooftop COVID restaurant, and it's the only place anybody can eat in the entire county. Look, Indiana didn't really think the whole pandemic thing through. You know, people were open during the whole pandemic. This is Indiana. You can go anywhere. Yeah, masks. Forget about it. Do what you want. I'll tell you what. The whole the whole mask tip. Uh There's there's a change in in the wind going on right now. what's that? Well, you know, like the that that governor of ours, as soon as like Pritzker, he, he dropped it down to saying like, uh, guy. you know, everybody's everybody can get a can get a vaccine. Everybody's eligible. Yeah, do what you want. It's six days later, we're going to drop the mask mandate. Right. So that was like, what was that? Like April 6th or something? It was a while ago. He it was weeks ago when was, that woman stopped me at a Walgreens and said I didn't have to wear a mask anymore. I was surprised to see that I wasn't getting any of that. And everybody was still seemingly, despite the governor saying we didn't have to, being like, well, just because everybody can get vaccinated doesn't mean that a lot of people have. Yeah. As a matter of fact, most people have not. So no. let's just keep wearing them. Yeah. And then this weekend at, at my work, it was oh. just like... Okay, they're done wearing masks. It's now. over. Like, it's yeah, like over. eight out of ten people who came through the front door were just not wearing a mask. And I was like, "This was the weekend. We all decided it's it's, it's over now." It's kind of like in Northwest Indiana when you start seeing the fat white guys wearing shorts, and it's like, oh, "Yeah, but you're yeah. fat and white." Oh yeah. But then, like, once they get down to like, "Oh, you're just overweight and white," then mm. you know winter's dead. Sure. You know? <laughs> Yeah. We must be in the 40s now because uh, just porky guys are wearing shorts. Yeah. It's not just the obese guys. Yeah, we're good. I had a great idea while we were walking your uh, your runner rug there by okay, the front yeah. door. Uh-huh. Uh, Got a beautiful new rug here in the studio. Starting a new group. Very cushy. We're calling it uh, Blinkwood Mac. Oh, okay. And it's all Fleetwood it Mac is, covers is, is, in like pop an, punk okay, style. music group then. I was, yeah. I was wondering what kind of group we were starting. Yeah. I was, I was like, oh, is this gonna, about to get racist? Fleetwood Mac. Where's this going? Okay. Do you want to be the Tom DeLonge or the Mark Hoppus? Oh, fuck. I Mark can't. Hoppus sings like this. Tom DeLonge sings like this. Oh, I definitely can't do that. That would annoy myself. Okay. I'd want to kill myself if I was All doing right. that. You'll have to be the Mark. Or you could just get a lot can't of tattoos I, and learn the drums. Oh, I can't just be the Stevie Nicks of the group? I oh, I like, like that. That's in my wheelhouse. Yeah, I like that. I got this long hair going. All yeah. I got to do is get a couple of shawls. Yeah, and it's like, it, is he like Stevie Nicks? But they're doing like Blink-182 style music. Like, is he going to sing it? Oh, no, he's just spinning. wearing those That's shawls. That's a trick. Yeah. There he goes. He's spinning yeah. around in circles. Doing that hand, that witchy hand Such movement that those guy. girls do. I wanted to be a witch because that was the most fun. And the dripping black sleeves and everything and the hat. You know, this all went with, this was a style I thought was just absolutely great. And that, you know, continued right into my, into my life. You know, I wear black because I love it. Not because it's a... Uh, witchy i have a lot of more important things that i could worry about besides people thinking that i'm a witch how did stevie nicks like 
create an entire woman that still exists. It's true. Like you'll still see a Stevie Nicks type yeah. out like here and there. And like, not just like a 60 year old oh, woman. No, like, she's I'm trouble. Like no, yeah. Chicks younger than us. Girls in their early 20s mm-hmm. still uh, every once in a while are just like, you know what? I'm going to try yeah. to do that Stevie Nicks thing for a while yeah. and see how I'm going to change my Instagram profile picture to me standing in front of a pair of wings that are painted on a wall behind me. Ooh. Well, and I'm you know. gonna get some like uh, homemade jewelry. Yeah, you can get some of that stuff. We're gonna burn some sage. I see it's you make your own jewelry. No, I don't want to talk to you about it. Oh, absolutely you know? not. Yeah, we've got no fucking disposable income over here. Go away. Yeah, you know what I want to talk Go to you away about with your anklet made out of squirrel's teeth. <laughs> well, now I'm kind of interested <laughs> again. You know, and we all know, guys, you're interested in her. We're all interested in her, but you get shit don't last. No, shit don't stay interesting for long. Yeah. You have a month tops. Just go home and watch. Get that chick the fuck out of your house. Just go home and watch Eternal Sunshine for the millionth time and just cry yourself to sleep. Tell you what, it would be uh, something I'd be into if somebody would start a service where I could have that movie erased from my memory. Oh, no. (laughs) I hate that piece of shit. I'm going to create a fucking program, whatever, where you pay somebody and they just come over and watch it with you. For all the sad sacks. <laughs> okay. Uh, dueling programs. You have that. I'm okay. just going to have a guy who comes over. He hits you in your temple with a hammer. Well, we'll, I, see, we'll see what memories we could jar out of there. Well, maybe we can combine the two. Right. I just get, get rid of as many as possible. I just send you to people's houses when they want to watch it, and you yell at them until they, they don't like it anymore. Yeah, that's good, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People are willing to pay. I'm willing to do the work. I will put in the work. Hey, speaking of get paid to do work, it's Jim, baby Jim Carrey, oil he's and not an blow. Actor. <laughs> oh, that's hurtful. It's Baby Oil and Blow, and if he was in an action movie, we'd be covering it, because that's what we do here. Action, shoot him up, kill him up, fry him up, bang, bang, him up, pow, pow. show your titties up. It's a good time up, <laughs> yeah. you know? Get those titties out. Uh, it's, it's just such a special time to be here. I am one half of your host, mm-hmm. Matt O. With me, as always, he is the Mick Fleetwood to my Travis Barker. He is Nate Adams. Ahoy, hoy, everybody. And it, it strikes me as you say this. If, mm-hmm. if there was a Jim Carrey action movie, we'd be covered. Is there nothing in the man's oeuvre that, oh. like, as a stretch, we could have even oh, be Batman like... Batman forever. Oh, yeah, that's right. That That's as a stretch. Certainly, that's certainly not something I'd ever want to yeah. sit down and discuss, though. That sounds like a terrible time. You get Tommy Lee Jones. Where is his, like, version of, like, bulletproof, though? That, like, <sighs> yeah, right? Is that like the Damon Wayne's Adam Sandler. Yeah. Oh, you know which movie. one that yeah, is. That's yeah, a great one. Damon Wayne Sr. Got you know? great memories of that one. It seems Man. like Carrie would have had something sort of in that area of somewhere around like maybe like 97, 98. Yeah, like, Never, like Cable Guy was the closest he got detective to Detective if like, we're doing a film noir month. Yeah, like pretty <laughs> much stories. the closest he gets to action is Cable Guy and uh, Ace Ventura. Yeah, Cable Guy is, I consider it one of the... 90s erotic thrillers. I put it right uh, in there. Next, I, I next to Jade and Sliver. I concur. He's Cable got guy right next to that. Fucking his and uh, Broderick's Pass sexual energy. Nipple. I love that movie front to back, man. It's a quality watch. You can't tell watch that otherwise. instead of the fucking eternal sunshine, sunshine on a spotless mind stupid mind or but, whatever the fuck but what about creepy elijah wood and fucking creepy elijah wood i will grant you he's fun in that movie kate winslet trying to play like the dyed haired like uh pixie girl yeah. does not work for me does oh. not work for me at all what about david cross you could tell she's hating it the entire time sitting way at, too pretentious what about david cross sitting at his kitchen table yelling at his wife i'm trying to build a fucking birdhouse <laughs> 
I believe the line was, I'm building a birdhouse. Is that the exact line? I worked on that a lot. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm consider myself a professional. I, I uh, uh, work very hard as I do everything. Initially, I sing it. I'm building a birdhouse. I thought of it in terms of uh, like a young Allen Ginsberg, the girl who played the second Pippi Longstocking. I thought of uh, a torturer, you know, uh, from old England, kind of Italian, Hollywood's idea of the Italian, you know, like, I'm a building a bird house, you know. Nelson Mandela, you know, when he was, when he was at his darkest. Dwight Yoakam approach, you know, in which I laid back, I kind of splayed myself back. I don't know if you can see it, if you want to adjust the camera yet. And it was like, uh, I don't know about y'all, but I'm building a motherfucking birdhouse. Okay, that's that's not that's not a thing I remember. Uh, I might have to just revisit the parts of the movie that don't involve the two leads. Okay, because I think that was most of the stuff that I wasn't into. Love all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I love all of it. Jim Carrey a trying to like play a human man. Yeah, and Kate Winslet being like, I'm like a 19 year old girl. It's like, no, you're not. Kate Winslet. Oh like, man, you're a grown woman. You get. Somebody dyed your hair a goofy color. You get brawless, uh, fucking bring it on. What's her Kirsten name? Dunst. You get fucking young dreamboat Mark Ruffalo. Mm, young dreamboat Mark Ruffalo sounds nice, but if uh. you're talking brawless Kirsten Dunst, uh, peak brawless Kirsten Dunst is crazy slash beautiful, which is uh, a film that I would recommend to everybody. Which she, one's that? She doesn't put a bra on no. in the entire movie, and she just plays some crazy like rich girl. You know. Oh. Has to get sent away because she's fucking manic or whatever. All I remember is she's wearing a belly shirt and no bra through the whole fucking movie. Nice. We just watched... Baby uh, Owen Blow says, check it out. She does a, a fake pageant movie. Like, what? what oh, yeah. Um, uh, Jesus. Yeah, that one's beloved amongst people. Yeah. Yeah. We sure. watched it. It's okay. Uh, but there's a great Little scene. sister watched it a lot when uh, she was a teen. For some reason, okay. the name is escaping me yeah. right now. But I know exactly what you're talking about. Drop Dead Gorgeous. There you go. She does a whole dance number in a trailer park. Yeah, that's like right. Like where she's dancing on the street uh -huh. with no bra. Oh, oh. dynamite. Amazing. Dynamite. Check both of those out. Remember they say. say the R word a lot in that movie. Oh. It's a real, oh. It's a real relic Uncomfortably of its time, so. As far as their coverage of people with... Mental disability. Yeah, like not only are they calling people the R word, they're making fun of people that yeah. are handicapped. Yeah. It's it's pretty, a lot. Pretty explicitly. Yeah. Not even like a sort of sweet. There's something about Mary way. Just like no. A, yeah. A finger pointing way. We got this one called Mongo. Uh, uh something about Mary. I also remember that one as being a good movie. Maybe check that one out. Yeah, check that it out. old lady. You get to see her saggy tits. That's hilarious. Which is hilarious. Baby. Matt, it's fucking spring break still, officially. Yeah. It's the last week of our spring breakout event where we're talking about prison movies all month mm. long. It's also a milestone. Oh. A milestone episode for Big and Blow. It's oh, our 175th it? episode. What? So, you know, came what? up came up with a little oh, movie man. for us to watch oh, as a big milestone oh. prison movie. You know, I'm talking about. What is it going to be? Oh, let's get into the fucking rundown right here is what we got to do. We're gonna say, oh, I got to yeah. turn that rap horn up if we're going to party here. Oh, spring break's back on. Uh, this is the part where we're going to do some shots here, right here. Ooh. Now pour that one right there. Oh, yeah. Right here, right here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. 
figure since we're watching a San Francisco movie this week, uh, we San should, Francisco cocksucker. Right here, our, our rundowns brought to us by the true San Francisco treat, Frenette Branca, the uh, herbal liqueur from Milan that swept that mm. town. Everybody drinks mm. it there. Thirty-five percent of the nation's Frenette Branca uh, mm. consumption happens in the city of San Francisco. They love what? it. Got 80 proof here. We got 40 herbs and spices. Mm. That's even more than the Colonel's chicken. So, you know, you got some good stuff going on here. Uh, you know, we're going to pretend like we're in San Francisco so right here. San Francisco cheers, cheers. cocksuckers. Cling, cling. That's tasty. That's thick. That's robust. You get that mint on the back half. Matt, Nate. It's really going to improve our breath situation here. Oh, that's nice. I like to do five shots of that before I drive home from the bar. You got to. It's, yeah. it's a digestif. It, people, it means it yeah, uh, right. helps you drive exactly. home. Exactly. Not not drunk. People think you go for the Rumplemans, you know? Mm. No, 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 no. No, they're it's looking for that. Too syrupy Cops sweet. know about that. You need that. about that. You need the, the Bronco, Franco, Bronco. Of course, for our Milestone last Prison Break movie, Ooh. our Milestone 175th episode, we're talking The Rock, baby, 1996. <laughs> Oh, there! Oh, I like it. we're doing the, the foghorn, huh? the mo- the the bane good, horn, yeah. <laughs> adds some gravitas. Oh, there's shit. We'll get into the rundown here. This is a film from 1996, as we said. Ooh. This is a film with a runtime, a hefty, epic runtime of 136 minutes. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping we can get a sad horn. There you go. <laughs> you, you, you did it well. Uh, on a more positive note, this is a movie with a. A hefty for the time budget of $75 million, but uh, one that came back in spades. $335 million this thing brought back. That's huge. One of the biggest successes of its year. Uh, One of the big cementing successes that really launched, maybe not launched, but cemented the career of its director. We're talking uh, the man, the myth, the legend. We're talking Michael Bay directed this motherfucker. (laughs) You know he's used that yeah. noise. You know, you know Michael Bay. He's the guy who directed the Aaron Burr Got Milk ad. Yep. He's the guy who directed Meatloaf's I Would Do Anything for Love, parentheses, but I won't do that video. This is also the man known perhaps best, I think, uh, uh-huh. even uh-huh. when all is said and done for uh, being the director of Playboy Carrie Kendall September 1990 Video Centerfold. I think probably some of his best work at least Ooh, at least the work baby, i was most interested in that he's done baby. hey that's the course uh, of his career it's one of the few films he shot that you can actually see <laughs> it's one of the only ones that's got a positive on rotten tomatoes from what i remember doing my research here <laughs> let's get into the stars of this film uh we got a couple of big ones here at the top a couple a one-two punch of fucking big hollywood stars here big names big number names. one we got nick cage in this oh. movie Stanley Goodspeed. He is an FBI chemist, an all-around beetle maniac. Have we gotten to Cage yet? Beetle maniac, normal guy. We've talked some fucking Cage. Are you sure? We have to have talked some fucking Cage. We We might not have. We talked Con Air. That was oh yeah, Cage one that we fucking talked already. So. I felt bad yeah, for we're, a second. We're, we're going to dig. I've got like a whole cage month planned at some point where we're just going to deep dive into this man's action work. Uh, this guy, of course, you remember him, of course, from Con Air. Also, 
He played Al Columbato in the movie Birdie mm-hmm. early in his career. Mm-hmm. Also, he was Sailor Ripley in Wild at Heart. I know that one's one Ooh, of your fucking favorites. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fucking hell yeah. Oh. <laughs> this fucking Nick Cage. This guy's a Treat fucking legend. Like a Speaking of a legends with smooth, buttery voices. You get to see Laura Dern's titties in that film. I think you get to see Laura Dern's tits in everything she's been in, minus Jurassic Park. And my, they might have slipped those in at some point. That was my point. biggest hang up with Jurassic <laughs> Park. those in somewhere there. We got to see Goldblum's tits in that one. I guess that was kind yes, of a trade-off. It's pretty good. Sean Connery is in this film playing John Patrick Mason, uh, former SAS captain, current disgraced prisoner, and the only man to break out of Alcatraz. Hey, when he was uh, James Bond, he was oh, an yeah. ASS he was... master. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> He's also an ass master in Zardoz. When That's he was wearing true. that like, man thong Hell bikini yeah. throughout that entire thing. Hell yeah. Uh, you remember him from being Ramirez and Highlander, mm. I'm sure. It's me, the like, Spanish man Ramirez. Because everybody reminds him or remembers him from being in late 90s erotic thriller Rising Sun, Ooh. where he played the brazenly named character John Connor. Post-Terminator and Terminator 2, they just named yeah. his character John Connor. He's fucking Sean Connery. Who's, who's, who's fucking... I think, that he thing got through all the rewrites. He could have named himself Moby Dick in that movie. it's distracting that we're calling him John Connor? He <laughs> could have... kind of a known name. He could have played anybody he wanted Also, to. he was Professor Henry Jones, the father of Indiana Jones. <laughs> Welcome to my movie, Rising Sun, <laughs> where I play a character named Luke Skywalker. <laughs> I... I think that would be as egregious. <laughs> It'd be as insane a fucking choice. It's pretty your cool. Character John Connor. That's a ballsy move. We got a couple of good guys in this movie. We got to have a bad guy, and this movie's got a big one. One of the classic yeah. movie bad guys, Ed Harris, is oh. in this fucking movie. It's a character, General Francis X. Hummel. Yeah. He's a disgruntled military commander turned fucking terrorist, kidnapper, Alcatraz. An all-around good guy. All-around decent fucking guy. Uh, You remember him as playing the character Billy in the cosplay motorcycle jousting movie Knight Riders, which I recently watched for the first time. (laughs) One of the best. Over the course of this pandemic. That's a weird one. Also, speaking of fucking Jim Carrey joints, he was the beret-wearing fucking master. Mastermind Kristoff in the Truman Show doing that. Also, he played single dad Tom in Milk Money. And right? Movie where That's the one we young, always go A young to. boy tries to have sex with a grown woman. Uh, Very strange film. And made it possible for a couple of lucky school children out there. We'll dig into the fucking supporting cast here, because this movie is fucking stacked, dude. It's fucking stacked Bro. actors here. I want to I mention uh, an actor I like who's kind of a that guy. He shows up in a lot of things. David Morse is playing Tom Baxter at Harris's second in command here. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He was Lieutenant Terry Coulson on uh, Treme, a, a role that I enjoyed for him quite a bit. The one non-scumbaggy New Orleans Police Department guy. He's one of the prison guards in the Green Mile. Yeah, I think a lot that's of people right. remember his face yeah. from but just a just a solid guy who shows up and not not flashy but you no. know, you're always like oh there's that guy he always He's does it do an honest work for an honest movie speaking of honest men just, yeah this usually pretty flashy maybe not in this movie bill forsyth is in this movie one Ooh. of our favorites playing ernest paxton fbi is, director or this whatnot. has got to be like the sixth time we've talked Man, about we talked this about asshole. him in extreme prejudice we talked about him in stone cold and we talked about him in the substitute this is definitely a grand slam oh fucking man victory for bill forsyth right here and looking down his filmography there's there's still a couple that like I know we're gonna fucking Deuce talk Bigelow. about. Deuce so, Bigelow. To be continued as far as right? Bill Forsyth is good. 
Another guy we've talked about uh, here and there, uh, Michael Bean is in this film. Oh, hell yeah. It's Commander Anderson, leader of a team of SEALs. Fucking, yeah. You've seen him be a leader of a team of SEALs a lot Ooh, of times. Navy SEALs. See him doing Navy SEALs. I think he was fucking a SEAL in uh, the Abyss, maybe. Uh, you know, I got the Navy SEALs video game on Game Boy. Oh, fucking nobody likes a bragger. What the fuck? Why are you just going to throw that out there? I was going to let you come over and play it. We talked about him as being Hicks and Aliens. We talked about him as being Kyle Reese in The Terminator. Mm-hmm. This is at least a triple crown for Michael Bean right here. Yeah, he was in that uh, new Mandalorian season. Mm. They dried him out good for. Yeah, I was I was happy to see them for throw Excuse throw Bean a roll. Yeah, we need more Bean in my life these days. Throw Bean a bone. He still looks great. Throw Bean a bone. John Hashtag C. It, McGinley kids. is in this film as Marine Captain Hendricks, Harris's kind of tech guy who yeah. sets up a bunch of like MacGyver traps. He's for close him. personal friends with Chris Chelios. Oh, fucking awesome! That's that's an awesome way to be for him. Yeah. We used to have Chris Chelios's chili recipe on our on our menu at the restaurant there. Then he used that Eternal Sunshine machine to erase the recipe that's from right, your brain. Yeah. I, I think our our. Uh, our, our deal with him ran out. He oh. can no longer uh, put his name on the menu. But Joe really no big loss. With him. No big loss. Probably. Uh, he was Officer Ben Harper in Point Break. We saw the fucking that shit. Yeah. Special Agent Utah. This is not some job flipping burgers at the local drive-in. Yes, the surfboard bothers me. Yes, your approach to this whole goddamn case bothers me. And yes, you bother me. And Pappas! Oh, for the love of Christ. Just how the hell did I ever even let you talk me into this whole boneheaded idea to begin with? Harp, we're working undercover. It takes time. We produced a few... No, 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 no! Let me tell you what you've produced. Over the last two weeks, you two have produced exactly squat! Squat! During which time, the ex-presidents have robbed two more banks! Now, for Christ's sake, does either one of you have anything even remotely interesting to tell me? Caught my first tube this morning, sir. Uh, he kills it in that movie. You know him, of course, from being Blake and Highlander to the Quickening. I think everybody oh. remembers that very fucking well. Yeah, John C. McGinley. He's the guy that talks fast and yells mean, and everybody loves him. Mm-hmm. It was Stanley Miller on uh, Stand Against Evil. Oh, Dana Gould's show. It's a good nobody show. Really watched that. Good one. show. It looked interesting. I never it did. saw it. I wanted to watch it. One last guy I want to mention, just because he's fucking awesome and he rules in yeah, this fucking movie yeah. particularly. Tony Todd hell yeah. playing Captain Darrow, one of Harris's most bloodthirsty goons in this mm-hmm. movie. Maybe the true bad guy of this film. Um, mm-hmm. Just want to mention him because in addition to being awesome in The Rock, he's the fucking Candyman. Candyman. Farewell to your flesh, man. The Candyman's here with bees Candyman. and hooks. Candyman. He's one of the most terrifying horror films of the 1990s. Is he playing the Candyman in that new Candyman? Unfortunately, I don't believe he is. He's got to be in it, though, I right? think they might have done something where it's just like, hey, he's playing like a cop in it, though, or something. Right. I don't know. Uh, bring back the real Candyman. Right? What are you thinking? Well, yeah. You didn't need to fucking make... The cool guy from Bad News Bears, Freddy Krueger, and you don't need to no, make somebody no, else Tanny Man. That. And you don't need to do this. Uh, I'm Freddy Krueger. Welcome to Gary, Indiana. Are you, are you sure that wasn't uh, Christian Bale's Batman you were doing right there? Is there, is there any difference? <laughs> Did they it's pretty close. That there too? It's pretty yeah, close. close enough. What if, what if the remake Freddy and uh, the Dark Knight Batman had a growl off? Who would win? That'd be, Ooh, that'd be a rough man, one. Man, that's tough. I raped all those kids. As did I. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, who said it? Tagline of this film. 
And it's all in caps. You got to picture it all in caps. Yeah, hell yeah. Alcatraz. Whoa. Only one man has ever broken out. Whoa. Now five million lives depend on two men breaking in. That's it. Uh, I mean... I like it. Lives are at stake. You got to break into Alcatraz? What I just, the fuck? I have a hang up. That's a twist. Hang up right out the gate. Am I supposed to pretend that Clint Eastwood never made it out of there? And it did escape from Alcatraz end with him making it out of there. I thought it was sort of like... I don't a, remember. I thought it was sort of left to your imagination. Like, probably he just, like, drowned. <laughs> yeah. I like to, to believe that he made it plot of this film we'll get into our little synopsis here so you know what we're talking about oh, okay. we don't want you to be lost yeah it's uh, a tough one too fbi chemical warfare expert stanley, yeah, stanley goodspeed is sent on an urgent mission with a former british spy john, john patrick mason, mason to stop general francis x hummel from launching chemical weapons on alcatraz island francis into san x. francisco General Hummel demands $100 million in war reparations Whoa. to be paid to the families of slain servicemen who died on covert operations. Give me the money. I'm After their SEAL team is wiped out, Stanley and John deal with the soldiers on their own. Mm. That's the rock. That was all in capital letters? That, no, that's just the tagline was. Oh. That was the plot synopsis. Okay. Was punctuated normally. Right. My brain doesn't work anymore. That's the rundown. Now we go into the next segment of our podcast. Ooh, what's it going to be? into our notes, and we read all the bullet points oh, that we yeah. wrote down when we were watching the film. It's called Bullet Points, this segment. It always is. This is this is the meat of the podcast. This is, this is the main attraction here. Fucking... For the sizzle, this is the steak. Yeah. Matt, what's your first bullet point talking about the rock? Milk money torn up about some shit. It begins with, we're just going to be referring to Ed Harris's milk money from this point on. I mean, I'm on board with that. That's what we're doing here. General milk money. Yeah, fucking, this is, we're, uh, we're right on some Michael Bay bullshit right here. We're just yeah. first scene, well, first off, first scene, you get that Simpson Bruckheimer fucking title card logo, yeah. like the, the lightning flashing, and you're just like, oh, oh shit. shit. Am I watching the Simpsons In the 90s, in the 90s this meant this was going to be a big fucking action movie happening right here. Yeah. Then we're right on the Michael Bay bullshit. Slow-mo immediately. Filters. Washed out just colors. Filters, yeah. yeah. American flags everywhere, just <laughs> flapping in the breeze. Yeah. You get a very dramatic shot of a helicopter, like, Ooh. coming out of the sunset, which I felt was, like, very Tony Scott. And I was just like... This That's is, fair. This Michael Bay ripped yeah. half of his shit from Tony Scott. This opening here is, like... To the to the tenth yeah. degree. Bullshit. What am I? Am I watching that fucking Bruce Willis helicopter movie or what? I wish I was. Is that no? Black that's Hawk not what we're watching. That? We're watching Ed Harris talking to a grave in the rain. Yeah, I <laughs> just like the it. The pouring down rain. He's just talking out loud to yeah. a grave. Hey, grave. Uh, it's me, Ed Harris. Kind of sad. He's just like, hey. Yeah. Uh, I got an evil plan, Grave. Yeah. I'm going to run down to you why I'm doing it and what I'm doing. This isn't quite like the title card info dump we like to get this shit out of the way so you don't have to have yeah. like 15 minutes of setup, but it's pretty quick. And yeah. Harris talking to a grave, it sort of does the job too. They saved the movie from being two and a half hours, I guess. Yeah, we we almost got there. I don't know. It was yeah. 216 with or without credits. I'm not sure. Oh, God, this movie was long. How long are those Transformers movies, I wonder? Oh, I only saw the he first those, one, right? and I remember that being interminably long. He made them all up until they rebooted it with Bumblebee. Oh, that was delightful. I remember delightful. being, like, yeah, much, much easier to watch and much shorter yeah. than 
<laughs> it also had the bright, fantastic colors from the cartoon that mm-hmm. we all recognize yeah. and enjoy already. Uh-huh. But and, whatever. And also, they didn't just destroy Chicago for like the sixth time in that one. Yeah. It was just like, what are we doing this one? I don't know. Destroy Chicago again? Which is more... Well, might as well. Which is more egregious. Uh, Transformers blowing up Chicago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, King Kong and Godzilla... Breaking all of Japan. Japan's constantly getting broken in those Godzilla movies. Or I had a third. Oh, uh, Superman just in, just destroying <laughs> just all destroying of Metropolis. Every fictional, oh. every fictional city in the uh, oh. DC universe oh. in those Zack Snyder movies. Was that that Batman versus Superman one? It just uh, ends with him and whoever tearing down. No, the that was building. Man of Steel. Oh, okay. And then B versus Supes begins with Batman like just standing in the rubble. That's like, right. What the fuck, man? Yeah. What the hell was all of this? Yeah, he's right. I don't know. It just seems like this didn't need to happen. Sensible man with a sensible car like you. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely. I pattern all of my automobile purchases. Off of ben off Affleck. Of, ben Affleck movies. Not yeah. necessarily Batman movies, yeah. just Ben Affleck movies. I'm fine. I'm glad you finally got rid of that paycheck car you had. <laughs> so after the big dramatic opening, we get our first real action scene here where it's like an assault on a naval base or yeah, something. Yeah, hell yeah. Ed Harris and his dudes are like breaking in and they're stealing a bunch of shit. Yeah. And what you got to know is like, these guys are fucking pros. Right. These guys are coming in in formation. They're taking people out. Right. They're like shooting with like trank darts and they're like fucking karate chopping them in the neck and shit. Brachial stun. Yeah. Trying not to kill anybody, but you know, fucking they're still, they're taking people down. They're doing what needs to be done. Right. These are guys with morals and principles, but if you get in their way, that's going to be it for you, man. Man's got to have a code. That's right. You got to have a code. Uh, Ed Harris tells us about his interminably throughout like this entire movie. Yeah. This entire movie is just him like, just like, <laughs> things didn't work out well. No, I'm angry about it. I'm the one who's in the right. But not that angry. Yeah. The music's just out of control. Yeah. All this fucking yeah. just loud, throbbing military sound and nonsense. Did you catch who did the music Beaten on this drums, one? drums, fucking... No, I did not okay. look, but right. it's going to be one of those big names. That, like, yeah. I think Bay's got like one of those big idiots. Who I think it is, yeah. All of his movies. There's like some throat singing, monk choir, hyper dramatic fucking uh, bullshit going on in here at one point. Like, If you do that long enough, you can yeah. get two octaves. But what we're learning is these guys are stealing some rockets, and they're stealing some poison gas to go inside of the rockets, and we got a big plan coming up. That, like, it's going to involve poison gas and rockets. That's cool. And what I like the most about this scene is that they, they set the stakes. Because it's like, poison gas, what's that mean? I don't know. I was fucking, I've never seen poison gas. No. Well, they're like, oh, shit, one of our dudes accidentally fucked up, got locked in, like, a tank. Hell, yeah. With one of the broken gas canisters. Hell, yeah. And we did. just get to see him turn into, like, a big bubbling uh, pile of exploding pus welts. a blister monster. Fucking street trash style. Yeah, so that's suddenly, what I compared it to. <laughs> suddenly we're watching... Watching street trash in the middle of this overdramatic Michael Bay action movie, we watch a guy fucking melt into goop. It was pretty awesome. I love it. With less junkyard rape, <laughs> less junkyard rape, but similar amounts of just pulsating uh, goop men. Yeah, about the same. So yeah, that's, I knew that's, it. That's the setup. All right. What's that asshole's name? It's on the tip. Hans of my tongue. Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's right. I'll get to it later. He's real good at heavy drumming. Yeah. 
might have been the fucking innovator of the foghorn. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's yeah, that's he's, what I, that's he's what Inception, yeah. Dunkirk, he's all those. Oh, that yeah. son of a bitch. I wish I could eternal sunshine that guy's soundtracks out of my brain. His, I wish I could eternal sunshine his musical knowledge out of his brain. Like, <laughs> what? I write music? I don't know anything about music. I just need to get a couple of those men in black pens, I think. We could clean up this world, I think. Just give us a couple months of racing people's brains. Ugh. Matt, we've met our bad guy. We've got a plan going. Okay. We need to meet our fucking good guy. We need to meet Nick Cage's Stanley Goodspeed. You're introducing him, so he's got to be cool, right? He's got to be doing something really cool in this scene he's to let everyone know that he's a cool guy, right? Kind of got like some sort of Rube Goldberg, like, serial-making machine, like Pee Wee Herman, from what I could tell, going on in his office here where that's, we're, where that's, we're meeting him. That's cool, I guess. Go very on. cool. Uh, no, oh, but, I thought uh, it was cool. He lets us know uh, right away. Yeah? Uh, he gets, like, be uh, cool. he gets... He gets a, a record, oh, a right. record cool. sent to him in the mail, and his yeah. his nerdy sidekick is like, "Oh, why? Why did you get that?" And he yeah. lets us know. First of all, I'm a Beatlemaniac. Oh, so that's cool, right? Self describing yourself as a, a Beatlemaniac. Yeah. And he talks about how like, and this is some like kitschy shit for like 1996, talking about like how oh I get vinyl because oh. it sounds so much better than CDs, like. It was pretty, like, fuck, I mean, everybody understands yeah. that now, but back then it was kind of a little like, ooh, this guy, this guy's a little, he's kind of hip. He's kind of doing things outside of the norm. I know, like, and he says Stanley what he paid for that Beatles album he got, yeah. and I'm like, I'm not impressed because I know Tom Rock has paid more for a, a seven inch from the retards yeah, uh, that was released in Germany yeah, only, uh-huh. and that's the actual. Got that Czechoslovakian yeah. dipshits. Uh, yeah. You know, just it's 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 not exactly like uh, rarities, but no. you know, it's yeah, it's that one time that they had the possum break into the recording studio, their Czechoslovakian oh. recording, so you can hear the the possum screeching in the yeah. background. So it's just that version is more. Expensive. You can hear when he dies and gets smashed in the reels. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> it was <laughs> a, a good sad possum. story. It was a sad story. Can't believe it had to happen that way. But no, these guys are hanging out in the fucking office. Like I said, they got some sort of weird, like, little nerd machine set up. They're fucking mm-hmm. listening to records or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He's hanging out with, like, that bald guy who was, like, the nerdy sidekick in uh, fucking... I was going to say, wasn't he just the dude from fucking uh, record That movie? Top 5 Records fucking movie. Top 5 Records movie. High Fidelity. Yes, that's the same Also, movie. he was Renee Zellweger's, like, homebody living brother in Jerry Maguire. <laughs> Oh, that's a story <laughs> in that are, movie? Those are the two things I recognize him oh. from being in this era. Because if you needed some like little wimpy, balding, low T like fucking yeah. dude, like you got this guy for the role. And they're just like, at this point, I think in making The Rock, like they weren't 100% like, I think confident making Nick Cage the big buff action hero. I think they were like, can he pull it off? We're not mm. sure. We need to start him off kind of as a dork and like yeah. show as he gets tough throughout the movie. We'll put him up next to a cool yeah. guy like 70-year-old <laughs> Sean Connery. So I think here, like just so we don't think he's a complete drip, they had to put him just next to this like little mole weasel of a yeah. man. So it's like, by comparison, Nick Cage looks pretty cool, yeah. right? Also, like you're buying this. we should probably point out, I want to say this is the last appearance of his real hair. 
Oh, that's a good call. I wasn't paying attention to the hair in this movie, and that must have been because he wasn't wearing some sort of ridiculous wig. Yeah. Is this what he did just post winning the Oscar? I think like he got Fuck, the Oscar for leaving so. Las Vegas and was just like, I got carte blanche. What I want to do with make, it yeah. is make myself an action star. Yeah. This was his fucking big plan. Like, what a fucking weirdo. Look at fucking Dave Batista. The guy's a fucking 800-pound muscular wrestler. Ugh. wrestler, Love And he's like, at him. I need to get into Blinking good in movies. I got to find bridges. good movies. I want to be a right, serious right, yeah. actor. And here's Nick Cage. Just, I've been in too many good yeah, movies. Yeah. <laughs> I need to tank my entire career. Oh. <laughs> There's going to be a thing called video on demand in a couple decades. I'm going to run it. He fucking pulled it off, man. Yeah, he fucking, fucking killed it, bro. On top of the goddamn world, yeah. doing all the weird things he, he wants He almost do. got to play Superman and was like, good so enough. So close, so close. Good enough. The hair piece just didn't work out. They had to cancel oh, it last man. minute. But we learned that these guys are like chemical weapons experts, whatever. They're the best, man. They're in a room wearing some like chemical suits, and they're investigating a mysterious package. <laughs> Fucking idiot bald guy yeah. pulls out a little baby doll. He's like, look at this. I'm going to mess with it. And Nick Cage is like, uh, uh, uh. It is of course. P- it's piss and poison everywhere. There's some sort of bomb with chemical yeah. bomb. It's piss and poison everywhere. Yeah. All this fucking gas starts shooting out of its mouth. We get a pretty intense fucking scene It here. is intense. These guys bro. are locked down with all this fucking chemical gas. Yeah. We learn the gas is corrosive, so it's eaten through their suits. Fucking, it's gonna. Yeah, it's just gonna shut down their nervous systems and turn them into fucking street trash. Oh, by the way, there's enough second C4 through there. in that oh, doll no. to blow up the what? entire chamber and kill everybody in the fucking building. What? Now we've got to defuse a bomb yeah. while we're surrounding chemical yeah, gas. It's serious. So they got like high fucking industrial grade fucking like hood systems over yeah. this thing. They're trying to suck out the gas. They're spraying a bunch of water in this thing to try and. You know, curtail the corrosiveness. Just doing it's everything a ticking, they can. Ticking time bomb down to when this bomb's about to oh, go off. Oh, God. Fucking Stanley Goodspeed's working on that bomb, oh, trying Jesus. to fuse it. I hope he doesn't die already. We learn that if they get, like, fucking the gas hits them, they're going to have to inject themselves in the heart and with some both, sort of antidote. They're both being bitches about it. I mean, especially little bald guy, though. Like, he's not even help diffusing anything. He's just freaking out. Like, like, this has been your job for a long time. Nick Cage is acting like he doesn't hear him because he's he's got to concentrate on getting rid of this fucking bomb. He's the adult in the room. It's like that guy stabbed fucking uh, Uma Thurman in the heart. No problem. Like, just sack up, man. Travolta could do it. Why can't Cage do it? That's what I've said. I've got a whole theory built around maybe getting those two guys in a movie together and seeing how they play off each other. I just don't see how see it'll who work. Could do, who could do, be crazier on, on film? I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, it's just an idea I've had in the back of my head for a while. If such a movie exists, I guess we'll cover it. So it's very tense, but at the last fucking second before the bomb goes off, Nick Cage saves everybody. Oh, uh, good on him. Kind of hoping his dorky like fucking little sidekick was gonna die just to make it a little bit more dramatic because yeah. it'd have been cool to watch i don't like him he's not really useful at all at any point in the rest of the movie yeah like why not just kill him right here yeah have the fucking shit get through his suit and have like him start clutching at his throat and like turning into schwarzenegger on mars or whatever yeah. like get That's some fair. get some special effects in this shit he should have just oh that would have been cool Oh, well. Back at home afterwards, Nick Cage is He's wiped. celebrating? So he's just... Listening to that Beatles album? on a couch, listening to the Beatles, and just... He's not listening to the Beatles. They couldn't afford the rights. Okay. Instead, they used... Uh, I want to say it's... Simon and uh, I can't think of their name. Schuster, it's, the it's, publishing it's, company? It's World Without Love, and one of the dudes in the band was uh, 
I'm a Garfunkel maniac. Or what was it? Uh, Paul McCartney was dating the dude's sister, something or whatever. Either way, it's a Saucy. Paul McCartney written Saucy. song. Oh, see, that's, he's a Beatle maniac. He'd yeah. know these things. But yeah. what's important, I'm not listening to the song. I'm listening to him just weirdly plucking on the strings of an electric guitar. Yeah, he's more he's so yanking on them. He's like Neil Young yanking <clears throat> on them is what he's doing. But it's not plugged in, so... But it's still that abrasive. Yeah, you just hear him abrasively yanking on the fucking strings of a non-plugged-in guitar. And he I don't know how long he's been doing this alone in his apartment, but it seems like for a while. It seems like just a thing that he does at his house. Nate, as somebody that owns multiple guitars, uh sometimes people come over and they're like, oh, cool, a guitar. And they'll pick it up, even if they never played it, just because they want to like mess with it. Start fiddling with and, it and nobody ever makes those noises <laughs> no i've never seen anyone do anything like that yeah. with a guitar college parties where the guitar came out weird bars open mic nights where people are fiddling with guitars nothing never seen anybody make these noises before. Yeah. it's weird but his girlfriend shows up and interrupts he might have created corn whole one-man pity party <laughs> And she's like, yo, what up? I'm your hot girlfriend. It's uh, me. It's me. I got news for you. Oh, girl. I'm pregnant with your baby in my belly. And it's we're me. not married. This is going to be a bastard child unless you make an honorable woman out of me. Yeah. What's what, the... what do you say about it, Stanley Goodspeed? What's her name? Carla? I think it's Carla. I, you're thinking of Cheers, I think. Is, I wish. Thinking of Rhea Perlman I'm from always Cheers. thinking of... This is, yeah. this is a different character always. entirely. This is not Carla from Cheers, no. Oh, okay. All right. I don't know. I didn't even bother to put this actress's name in a rundown because she apparently has been on General Hospital or something, mm. and like that's it. Mm. She's just some soap opera actress that they got to be the, the girlfriend in this movie. She looked sharp. She looked sharp, but apparently was not able to parlay this exposure into any more film work. Which it's is Carla. Shame. I remember okay. from a key line later. It's Carla. Uh, she ends up proposing to him, like, hey, you want to get married? And I'm like, not very traditional, the woman proposing yeah. while pregnant, but you know, she's pretty hot, man. You should probably lock this shit down right now. Bit of a, good speed. Bit of a Stevie Nicks chick. Your hairline's going south. You're getting yep. older. Like, I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's time to fucking lock this shit down, man. I, don't, I, I know, don't know you're excited know. about Superman, but you're actually going to play uh, Ghost Rider. <laughs> Which is going to end up being cooler, so yeah. it works out for everyone. <sighs> He named himself after a comic book character that he would never play because he's a honky. <laughs> he's fucking awesome. Yeah. He's fucking cool. He's got it figured out. He was probably betting back then like, oh, they're still going to be just letting white people do whatever. I mean, we still haven't gotten the official Luke Cage in the Marvel Universe, I think. Well, no, he had a TV show. Yeah, but those ones don't count because yeah, Kevin Feige didn't do them, so he doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't acknowledge them. Yeah. It's not too late to get Nick Cage in as Luke Cage, yeah. the white Luke Cage in a new Marvel movie. But we agree, he's got to be like 70s racist disco black Oh, Cage, 100%. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. I want him talking jive yeah. throughout the movie yeah. as he's playing Luke Cage. Hey, what'd you say, brother? Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. shit like that. He's throwing yeah. around a lot of brothers, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Matt, my next bullet point is just The Rock. Yeah. Because we're on Alcatraz now. There's tours yeah. going on. You get lame, chubby tour guides with, like, knee socks, just, like, talking about Alcatraz and shit. But my question to you, Nate, uh-huh. is what kind of fucked up tour is this? <laughs> it's a kind of fucked up tour that gets interrupted by terrorists. Oh, Taking everybody man. hostage. So we get one more thing to let us know, like, 
Ed Harris, psychotic man who's going to threaten to kill everyone in San Francisco very soon. Yeah. But also a good guy because oh. he's seen some young girls and he's like, hey, young girls, why don't you go tell your teacher that you need to go and get back on the boat and get off this island? Which first off, like their teacher's not in charge of when the boats are leaving and staying on the fucking island. That's not how that's going to no. work fucking all. So yeah. I don't know how that works. Second off. You get them on the boat, such a good guy, to send them back to shore so that you can threaten to yeah. shoot missiles at them? Right. Like, uh, what the fuck? Yeah. We're really trying to have our cake and eat it, too, with, with this character and, like, trying to show us, like, oh, he's a villain, but also he's, like, a good guy. The, it's bullshit, man. They should have... They should have appeased me, and one of his mm. lieutenants should have like intercepted those young girls and been the real creepy oh, bad guy. Oh, this is, this is, is like, what, how is this appeasing you? Put them in my life. Because I like my bad guy slimy. Okay. Nate, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Uh-huh. I like them and, to be the in worst. In that case, I'd like to age these girls up at least a couple years. Yeah, that's just, fair. Just so we, these that's girls, fair. That's prepubescent. Prepubescent. Yeah. But either way, I want my bad guys bad, okay. Nate. I feel you. I feel you on that front. I need to understand. Uh-huh. Uh, we got lots of quick shots of equipment being set up here, which I like. Just like montage editing of just like opening up cases, yeah. set up this little satellite yeah. thing. Because I don't give a fuck what you're really doing. Shit. Just yeah. get it done. I don't give a fuck. Just let me know things are happening. Yeah. Keep this movie moving because it's going to end up being long enough. At this point, too, like other than the slow-mo shots of the dramatic opening, I'm like, this movie's got some pace to it. This movie's it fucking moves. moving. It like, does move. This fucking, is this going to be like a breezy like 90-minute awesome movie that I end up fucking loving? Well... <laughs> More Spoiler on that. alert! That's More not on how, that that's later. Not how it happens. Check the runtime on right, this podcast; right. you'll figure it out. Oh Jesus Christ! Ed Harris is giving lots of dramatic speeches. Yep. Johnson McGinley's setting up a lot of sensors around so yep. like, they'll know if anybody tries to break in. They're they're, they're setting up shop. This is yeah. uh, Alcatraz Island is going to be their little headquarters here for so their what, plan. One th- real quick thing: when Harris is uh, going giving his speeches and whatever, that's I right. do appreciate that he. Uh, speaks about the repercussions mm-hmm. of what they're doing. Okay, yeah, that's true. I guess it does add to his good guy side because he gives everybody an out. He's also like, just Look. adds some like some weight and some stakes to what's actually yeah. happening. He's like, this is the point of no return right mm-hmm. here. Yeah. You do this shit, your life's fucked up for the rest of your life. Also, I like to, and this is very, very late for it, but they do a thing that we love where he lets us know that him and his one right-hand guy, his main guy, yeah. go all the way back to Nam. Oh, together. hell yes. We fucking love hell it when yes. characters in movies fucking yeah. know each other from Nam. Yeah. And trying to pull that off in 1996 is kind of like, really? We're, you guys are still like fucking out there working and like you know each other from okay, Nam. Uh, so. Seems a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. A little bit of a, that was more of an 80s thing, but okay. Okay, okay. They could have. I still like it. They I still could've. like it. They could have. Everybody has that right. one family member that was in Nam, and you just, when anytime somebody says Nam in a movie, you just measure them <laughs> against that guy. I'm That's like, right. oh, yeah, no, you're about the same age as my Uncle Jeff. Cool. All right. Next next scene after this is when we got these scenes that have to happen in movies like this that we always hate. These scenes where, like, suddenly we're yeah. at the Pentagon, and right. the Pentagon's like, there's a threat. Uh. Everybody's arguing about, like, how to handle the threat. And, like, we're looking at maps, yep. and, like, we're just like, this guy's the secretary of this. This guy yeah. is cabinet member so-and-so. I'm not going to remember Director any of Director of you. the who gives a fuck fucking uh, shit going on here. I remember that Bookman was in this cabinet of people <laughs> just like he was in Air Force One. One of my fucking notes here right in this fucking section is holy shit, Philip Baker Hall is in this room and he hasn't had a single line yet. Why isn't he delivering every bit of information we need here? He's also in the room in Air Force One. Absolutely. And I we gave it some fucking props there where it's like, if you have to have this boring scene where, like, 
this expository dialogue is being delivered. Just have Philip Baker Hall fucking deliver it because that's the most entertaining it's going to sound. Instead, he's just sitting there silent while this shit's happening. They give him a little chew, but it's far too late and not enough. I like how Harris gets on the phone with these guys, though, and he's fucking... This I enjoyed. Just dressing their asses down. The chief of staff, like, questions him. He's like, who's that? Who's speaking in the room right now? And he's like, how old are you? He's like, 33. He's like, when you were nine years old, I was running black ops into China. Yeah. He's giving us some real, like, PTSD fucking crazy Hell yeah. shit here. But I also dig how, like, the older ranked dudes that know him were mm-hmm. like, yeah, totally, bro. Keep, Let that fucking scrub They keep calling him it. Frank. It's just yeah. like, hey, come on, Frank. Like, yeah. you're not seriously going to shoot poison rockets into San Francisco, are you? Like, Frank, but, it's me, Jerry. But, like, that fucking tone makes its way. Any, any paramilitary-based uh, organization, like... They'll run like that. They're all just oh, the sure. fucking dudes. The good dudes old boys club. club. Right, yeah. yeah. And so, like, if they just come on, they're like, Frank, what the fuck you doing, bro? And he's like, hey, quit yanking my dick. You got to pay me the million or not. Like, that's right. That's real talk, baby. Mm-hmm. It's real talk. Yeah, so they fucking, he lets us know he's pissed that he had all these fucking secret ops that yeah. the government disavowed. He lost all right. these men. These men's families were hung out to dry after they died because they right. couldn't even acknowledge that they existed. Wouldn't give him funerals or whatever. Died He's for like, the country and given nothing. I want $100 million so I can fucking set all these people up and like make things right. Right. And I'm like, do you though? Or is this just some Hans Gruber, I'm pretending to be a terrorist so I can steal some money shit. 83 families, a million dollars a piece, we'll divide the rest. Uh, we also learned that if any one of these 15 rockets hits, that's 70,000 people dead right there. That's a lot that's of a people. That's a lot. So Hey, am I nuts? Pentagon's got a lot, that a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Oh, oh, wow. Also, the thing I like maybe the most about this scene right here is just how it ends with uh, Ed Harris signing off on the phone. Hummel from Alcatraz. Out. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, chew on that shit. Hummel uh, from Alcatraz. Think about that, fucker. Next scene, Cage is having a little bit of roof sex is what's going on. Him and his prego woman are having a little bit of sex on the roof of their apartment building. That's the noise I would make if I was Nick Cage when I was banging. Yeah, it's just... They're in like a city center, it looks like. Not San Fran, because they go to San Fran. I don't know quite where Cage is living here, but... uh, Either way, yeah, I don't there's got to be dozens of people watching them through, or, through their like living room windows just having least, sex on this rooftop at from, least from the setup of this. Three skeezy dudes. At least three skeezy dudes. Yeah. The girlfriend's looking pretty good. She's got like some sort of little like flowy baby doll stuff on, yeah. and, like her hair and some pigtails. Yeah. So I was, I was, I was really digging. She even like touches base on it for a second. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I'm dressed up like a young nubile slut. That's, That's not right. doing it for you. Just trying to trying to fucking convince him to sign off yeah. on this whole marriage thing. Just she's yeah. really getting desperate right. here is what's happening. He's like, oh, Pure desperation. Uh, you know, chemical warfare gets me hard, you know. Yeah. But anyways, he gets a and phone Beatles call records. while she's on top of him, yeah. riding him. And he he's answers, inside of he her. He answers the phone call while he's inside of her. Yeah. And it's like, oh, FBI says I have to go to San Francisco. Yeah. And she's like, what? That's crazy. You're not leaving right now. Right. And he's like, yeah, I am. Yeah. So you're like, wow, this Stanley Goodspeed? He does things by the book, man. Yeah. This guy's, this guy's a real by-the-book agent. Hell yeah. Which is what you need, you know? Also, you need a plan. If you're oh. dealing with terrorists who are going to kill everybody in San Francisco. Enter 
Bookman has a plan. Oh. What's happening here? He finally gets a line. Nice. Him and like director Womack are arguing. He's yeah. like, you know who we need to get, man. There's only one guy we need to get to yeah. fucking handle this shit right well, here. Well, he brings that up because Michael Bean's all like, we gotta get into Alcatraz. We gotta get in the tunnels, bro. Uh-huh. And uh, fucking Womack's knows like, those tunnels? no, it's impossible. And also, Bookman's like, yeah, yeah, Womack is another guy bro. who I should have put in the rundown oh, of yeah. like, because he's a big character, but he also is. he like wasn't an actor I knew, and like even when I looked at his credits, I was like, I don't though, really right? know him from he any just of these looks things. like another guy. Either, though. I don't know. Yeah. yeah all right. I don't fucking know who this guy is playing Womack, but Womack, FBI director, is a big character. Him and Sean Connery, who are about to be introduced to, yeah. have a past. They fucking hate each other. Yeah. But Phil Baker Hall other. is like, only one guy knows those tunnels. Only one guy has escaped from Alcatraz. It's fucking Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. We're going to have to call this motherfucker up. It turns out we've had him in prison for the last 30 years, and he's going to be mad about that, but what what choice do we have? He should be easy to get a hold of then. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. This guy's dangerous. I like Philip Baker Hall's like, he's my age now. I got to get up three times a night to take a piss. Yeah, that's good shit. It's a good, it's a good old good man shit. line. We learned that he's a professional, professional escape artist, former fucking British secret agent guy. Hell yeah. And we see him being released from prison, and first thing we learn then is he's got cool-ass long wizard hair, and the he looks coolest. awesome with yeah. cool-ass long gray yeah. wizard hair, and I don't like that they had him get it cut off, and he wasn't like rocking this scumbag look through the whole fucking movie. It's, Connery looked awesome with his long hair. It, it's Although I love Blown Away, mm-hmm. it's my same complaint. Why didn't they just let yeah. Tommy Lee Jones be like a crazy long haired prison guy? Crazy in the first act of that yeah. movie. I was loving his oh <sighs> fucking crossover movie, man. Tommy Lee from that movie, him from oh, this movie, a prequel shit. where they're all like in the same prison at the same time. Oh, fucking man. Garrity or whatever is trying to blow up the prison. I'm Connery's wrong. trying to escape from I'm the prison. I'm wrongfully in prison. That's why I'm trying to get out. You're a lunatic. Oh, yeah. God, it sounds so good. Oh. Right so itself, good. man. <sighs> you have to find a way to it's create not, a hologram. Did, Sean he, did he finally die? Oh, I was yeah, gonna say guy, it's not too late. Too it is too late. It's too late. It's okay. too late. All right. How long ago did he die? Uh, maybe like five years or so. I no. Say. I want to say. I don't know. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's been a piece is he dead? of time since he might be alive. Fucking Sean Connery croaked. He might be alive. No, he's definitely not alive, because a lot of the like fucking reviews on this thing... Oh, he died last year. Oh, last Halloween. Last year? Okay. Last Halloween. A lot of the ones I saw were just like, oh, watching this in fucking honor of Sean Connery, and I was like, oh, I kind of forgot he died, but then also, yeah, that was at the height of the entire world being in flames. Yeah. So Sean Connery dying was just like one more thing in like a crazy week where like yeah. 100 horrible things fucking happened. It's Halloween and kids didn't, can't yeah. go door to door. No one cares that you died, Sean Connery. Didn't, didn't get his uh his his That's due fair. his due. Oh, fuck it, that election was about to happen. Nobody knew which uh, way that was gonna go. Oh, uh, we were. Nobody was paying attention to Sean Connery. Dying. Also worried. Hey, 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 to the to the con man. Oh, you know, fucking, yeah. Clink clink. Fucking belated, but rest in rest in power, man. Rest in power, King. I fucking hate how everybody's saying that shit now. Rest in power, King. Rest in power. R.I.P.D. That's what we say. That's a cool thing to say. R.I.P.D. is the coolest. Bill Forsythe's in this yeah, movie hell now. Yeah. He's one of the FBI guys. He's the one like making the the offer to yeah. Connery because they're like, oh, director Womack is not going to be able to do it. Yeah, he fucking hates that guy. We're setting up on Pier 39. We're B- ready to go Bill here. Forsythe has an excellent mustache in this movie. One Just of the best. Big fucking dick duster. He could push broom this thing through a fucking warehouse. Yeah. But other than that, just really... 
they're not utilizing Bill Forsyth as an actor in here. He's kind of just like a really serious, really straightforward kind of gruff guy. You're not getting any of his crazy energy that he could bring to the It's table. like they never saw Raising Arizona. I mean, it's just like, get, get this guy as like one of the Navy SEALs or something, like the yeah. loose cannon Navy SEAL. I don't want him yeah. being some like suit FBI director. It's or be not like using a, his fucking uh, talents. Be a, I'll talk about it later. I won't give nothing away. Okay. But yeah, fucking Connery's like, yeah, fuck you. I'm an yep. asshole. I hate you blah 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 they're like we'll send nick cage in nick cage comes in and he's a bumbling fool he's doing great he's yeah. trying to act like he's a tough fbi guy but connery instantly eyeballs right him and knows that he's just an office nerd yeah. and he's just like this guy's nothing he Are cons him into giving go him a, to the baymont hotel yeah he's asking for a hotel room and all this shit At the baymont. in order to do the job fucking what's cage uh Flicks him the coin, right? Or nah, with the, that's William Forsythe. Okay, Forsythe flicks does him it. the quarter. He's like, call your lawyer because yeah. you're going to be in jail for the rest of your life. Yeah. And Connery eyeballs that coin and you're like, ooh, something's happening with that yeah. coin. This guy's an escape expert. He's going to use that coin to escape. Yeah, I've dealt with far less impressive prisoners mm-hmm. that I was far more cautious with <laughs> than William Forsythe okay, yeah, was. That's, that's fair. That's fair. So, you know, take that for what it's uh, We get some haircut jokes here where Connery's saying he wants a fucking room at the Fairmont and he wants a suit and he wants a haircut. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no. Cage is like, might I suggest you also get a haircut? Yeah. Which is insane because Cage becomes famous for his long, stringy, crazy hair. Right. A few years from this point on. Oh. But he's like, is this not fashionable these days? Yeah, watch grunge rock. Yeah, we get the grunge joke. He's I've like, never heard of Unless you're a 20-something guitarist from Seattle. And I was like, oh, Hollywood movies have caught on to what grunge is finally in 1996. In 1996, hell We're yeah. grunge jokes. <laughs> watch out. Sky's right around the corner. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> Is really that gonna is. happen again? Really I was just thinking, I was just doing the math. I'm just like, oh, are we due for it again? Are horns coming back here in a couple years? That was late nineties. I feel like we're due again. I guess I guess we still got all the twenties to get through. Oh, God, another swing revival. It's on its way. Oh God, unless they do twenty five years. Yeah, but Connery uses the fucking cool ass. He cons Cage into taking him out of his fucking shackles. Yeah. Then he used the coin to like fucking. Cut a big circle in the double-sided fucking cool. uh, glass that everybody is observing it. it through. He smashes it with his elbow. Womack! <laughs> Womack! Fucking, this is the greatest line of the movie. He pokes his head through, like, the fucking end of The Shining. Yeah. And says, Womack, why am I not surprised, you piece of shit? You piece of shit! <laughs> fucking tremendous. Like, Connery's deliver, <laughs> delivery never fails uh, in this film. Greatest like, part of the movie, that fucking scene. I don't... Piece of shit. I mean, like, we, I know we were talking fucking Cage is coming off of an Oscar here. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. whatever amount of money they gave Connery for this film... Yeah, totally worth like, it. Like, oh, totally man. Totally worth it. This movie's, like, basically his, like, swan song. It really too. is. Like... This is the last time I'm going to have a gun in my hand. I mean, like, Entrapment might have been a year after this, but, like, that wasn't a big hit, and everybody was seeing that. Ooh, but that's uh, got sexy. Catherine Zeta-Jones slinking her ass under that that piece of string. That's how uh, Michael... 
Douglas got throat cancer. <laughs> Absolutely. That suit. <laughs> I feel like I got a little like sympathy throat cancer yeah. pains from <clears throat> after I heard about that. I was like, feel you, man. Would, I watched would have been going last, after that cancer too. Last time I watched that movie, throat started tingling. Uh, just get that little tingle. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yep, I'd have done it. Oh, I'd, I'd still do it now, knowing yeah. the throat cancer's right. coming. Mm, I'm gonna risk it. Uh, so Womack is like, all right, get him up in the hotel room, give him his Womack. fucking pardon and shit. Only psych, I'm ripping, I'm ripping up his up, pardon bro. secretly. Like, I'm not gonna so I'm pardon a, this asshole. I'm a dirty fucking, fucking Asian, tricking bro. him into going doing our dirty work. Then I'm gonna throw him right back I'm in the goddamn jail. Old white man in power I with hate the government. Old white guys Do you in power think with I the fucking government? follow through with anything? Are the dirt worst. Ugh. We're in the hotel room at the Fairmont. Yeah, Connery's doing weird shit. Yeah, he's showering. He's in the shower. He's singing. If you're going to San Francisco, be sure to wear a flower. He's and really hat. off tempo, singing along. With, if you're going yeah. to San Francisco, we see him fiddling with like the string in the hotel showers that yeah. you can turn into like a I little clothes drying fucking line. I love and that I was shit. Like, he's got some plans with this. Ever he's since gonna do some quarter. escape artist plans with this shit. Anything that comes in is like is, is bolted down. Yeah. I'm gonna take it. I really like the MacGyver aspects of his character. Yeah. That we're getting early on here. I wish we could have done more with it once we get to The Rock where he just kind of becomes a generic badass. I'm like, I want to see him doing more like creating little traps and shit. Yeah. Would have been nice. But, you, you know, it's good here early on. You failed to mention in the rundown, Uh-oh. we get one of the biggest actors in the movie up next. <laughs> the guy cut. playing the flamboyantly yeah. gay hairdresser? Right. It's <laughs> the actor, actor you recognize? It's the actor from Yes, Dear, that isn't Mike O'Malley. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> You're right. That is I believe big. he was that also Lloyd news. in Boston Common. Oh, that's him? Yeah. Playing, he's not doing his southern accent, though, then he's doing a flamboyantly gay accent. Wow, I had no idea. That's the same He transformed into this role for me, He's a good actor. Yeah, great actor. Back when anybody could play a gay. Anthony something? And anybody could play a black. Yeah, and this is some straight up. Late 90s, if there's a hairdresser in a movie, they had to be flamboyantly gay, and you had to play it as like a joke. Like, oh my God, what's with this guy being so gay? That's crazy. I want to say like one of the last movies to do that was the Princess Diaries when they got that... that they got that dad from Ten Things I Hate About You. That's probably like who's a like the real angry dad or something. Or but something he's just like being that. like super like gay guy. Okay, wow, wow. Yeah, he's also the doorman in uh, that episode. Yeah, I know Seinfeld. What we're talking about yeah. fucking I can't think of his name. Yeah, because yeah. I'm a doorman. <laughs> yeah, you know the guy. Can't think of anybody's name these days unless I have it in front of me in my notes. No, That's why I, we take notes. It's I would have rather have had a stroke at this point mm-hmm. in my life because yeah. then I'd have an excuse. Definitely being able to explain away the way my brain works because of a stroke I've had would be... Yeah. That'd be something up my sleeve, and, and I'd really appreciate it at this point. Instead, we're knocking on 40's door, and we're both just like, what? Mm, I yeah. said that? I don't remember mm, that. Mm, no, no. If I said that, I would have been wrong. I know he can get the job, but can he do the job? Harry. Yeah, Harry, but, but can he do the job? I know he can get the job, but can he do the job? I'm not arguing that with you. I'm not arguing that with you. I'm not arguing that with you. I'm not arguing that with you, Harry. Harry, Harry. Yeah, Harry, but can he do the job? I know he can get the job. But can he do the job? I'm not arguing that with you. Harry, 
I am not arguing that with you. Who said that? I didn't say that. If I said that, I would have been wrong. Uh, so he's getting his hair cut. He's like, why don't we do it out on the balcony? Yeah. Because he's got plans with this fucking rope he stole in balconies. Yep. You see him wrapping it around his fucking hand and shit. He called room service so that the agents would be too busy fucking eating. That's fucking... He knows these fucking assholes yeah. that are on the government's fucking pay. Yeah. If they get, like, any sort of opportunity to, like, get go to lunch or fucking the do something cheat. while they're fucking on the clock, yeah. yes, they're going to be completely distracted from what they're supposed to be doing. That is how it works. Lazy Americans. He knows. Mm-hmm. Basically, what he does is he just fucking makes a loop-de-loop around his wrist, and then another one he puts around Womack's wrist, and then he yeah. just throws Womack over right the fucking over. right over the fucking balcony. Yeah, he fucking shugnights his ass yeah. off the hotel balcony and is just hanging him. He's like Womack, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, he's screaming like a little bitch, Womack. Uh, Stanley Goodspeed's screaming. He's negotiating. Everybody's screaming. Like fucking, fucking Sam Jackson. Hairdresser goes running away screaming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Eventually, Connery uh, attaches the other end to a chair and then lets it go, and Stanley Goodspeed's got to, like, run and grab it so Womack doesn't fall to his death. Now, this is my Hans Zimmer note. Oh, okay. Because this, this... Zimmer talk. This right here leads to a chase, all mm, right? Boy, does it. Uh, the chair distraction lets Connery run all the way through the hotel. I like we get some like running through the kitchen to escape yeah. shit. I like yeah. people have to run through a kitchen to escape people. It's a pretty good chase. Yeah. Let's be honest. We get because that it big starts... fat Asian chef who's mad. That yeah. people are running through his it kitchen. It starts as a hotel like got to run down floors chase, right. which is always uh-huh. fun because you're getting some elevator action, mm-hmm. like the Nintendo game that we all love. Elevator action. Yeah, you don't remember that one. I'll have a fucking. I'm going oh. to get an emulator. Oh, t- honest to God, one of the greatest games Nintendo ever made, Elevator Action. Check it out. I'm on board. Uh, Tom Rock, I know you still got it. Second floor, hardware, children's wear, ladies' lingerie. Oh, good morning, Mr. Tyler. Going down. <laughs> So the, you get elevator action, you get the somehow. kitchen run through, and then it goes all the way to a fucking car chase. So like it's it's hitting everything here. He steals some foreign guy's Hummer, hilariously. But this music here, uh-huh. this is Hans Zimmer. That's right. This is the, the exact same music that he used later in Pirates of the Caribbean. This shit dun, was dun, 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 killing dun, dun, me. Dun, I noticed it too. I was yeah. just like, dun, there's dun, mad dun, Pirates dun, of the Caribbean dun, vibes going same on. Same motherfucker. Shit right here. So he came up with this fucking basic theme uh-huh. in 96, and then like years later was like, ah, we're, we're making a movie about Johnny Depp pirate yeah, theme park here, ride? That's going to be dumb. Uh, no one will remember this shit. some shit. Yeah. yeah. What an asshole. And I fucking like also like we talked about the foghorn and shit like yeah. this guy. This guy's basically just like got a couple tricks and he just keeps pulling them out. Like, yeah, that's that's fucking Hans Zimmer. Like for everybody that like he's no Alan Silvestri. I was I'll gonna tell say you that much for right everybody now. that gets a fucking hard on for an Alan Silvestri or a John Williams. There's Hans Zimmer, <laughs> who's just the fucking bottom feeder. Now we got a crazy car chase. Everybody's trying to chase after fucking Connery, who's in a Hummer. Mm-hmm. Cage gets in like a yellow convertible, Ferrari. Like fucking Ferrari. 
They're tear-assing around all fucking yeah. downtown San Francisco. Good old-fashioned bullet car chase. You get all those crazy fucking steep hills that they're yeah. flying over. Not and enough like of them, though. out on. Not Maybe enough. Not, you know. I don't like the way they shot San Francisco. I was going to say, here. this is also the first time in the movie, really, where you're just slapped in the face with the fact that... Michael Bay has no idea how to block or shoot an action scene. No. Like, it's been pretty decent up to this point. I haven't been thinking yeah. about Bay's camera and how much I hate it. But here, it's just like, he's shooting it from a million different angles. Yeah. He's cutting from angle to angle willy-nilly, not paying attention to, like, keeping the audience oriented and letting them know which way they're pointing and which way things are going and yeah. where people are in relation to each other. Every, like, shot lasts for less than a second, so... By the time you like realize even what you're looking at, right. you cut away to something else. It's just his patented fucking tornado going through a junkyard, just like yeah. nothing visual Ugh, fucking fart. It. Like if you if you need to know how to film a chase scene, go back to uh, what is that driver? What oh yeah, did? driver the Walter Hill movie. Yeah, yeah fucking. Great watch chase that scene. scenes in that fucking hell fucking. Just yeah. Watch that opening chase scene, bro. Like fucking, that's all you need to see. Modern thing, Baby I mean, Driver, very great. similar, fucking constructed very well. Baby Rhythmic, Driver. exciting. Yeah. But, like, you always know what's happening. That use of John Spencer Blues explosion, mm. you know? John Spencer plays uh, Womack. Yeah, that's way. right. The actor John Spencer. Yeah. I saw that, and I was just yeah. like, John Spencer, what do I know him from? What? Orange. I think it was just, like, like a fucking like the West Wing or something he's from. Yeah. And I was like, I've never seen the fucking West Wing. I don't know who this fucking guy is. Yeah, fucking guy. Cage drives the Ferrari for like a plate glass window, which is pretty fucking cool. That's always a good time. There's hilariously a hunched over like cartoon old lady with a walker going very slowly yeah. across the road at one point, which causes Connery to have to swerve. And then he like sideswipes a classic vintage San Francisco streetcar. The whole purpose of the scene is really the side story we get of Nick Cage and Sean Connery versus the black man that owns that trolley for whatever reason. Okay, I've got him down here. Yeah, that this yeah. guy is stealing the fucking movie yeah. right here. Yeah. He's out of control. He's driving it. He's just going, oh, my baby he's yeah. yelling shit like that like the, he's very mad about his precious fucking streetcar being destroyed the only way they could have made it more like racist black character yeah. is if they got the dad from fucking friday to be him instead. this really feels like something out of S song of the south right here yeah. that like disney would have fucking erased from existence at this point well, this I, character right here but he was charming and i liked him still i mentioned earlier in the film uh when they're taking all the hostages the only people that wild out in that scene are the black people that's true so that's twice now i'm just also, if thinking back score. to it, like, if you get to the end of the movie, jump ahead a little bit, the guys who were just, like, evil at the end are two black guys and one well, Weasley guy with a butt I cut. I didn't want And one Weasley guy with a butt cut. I was going to wait till we got there, but you kind of... <laughs> but we're building towards, you know, you <laughs> towards something. You figured it out on There's your own. There's some sort of undercurrent in this Ooh, movie. Oh, <laughs> Michael Bay. <laughs> but so much shit blows up here. Like, the cable car just hits cars, which then explode just for no fucking reason. Yeah. It flips over and it's just starts cool. sliding down a fucking hill, which then like crushes everything in its path. And I'm just like, cable cars aren't that big and destructive. No. They would just hit a parked car and stop. Probably. Sliding down a hill. Yeah. Not in this movie. This movie, like, fucking monster trucks over everything. Cage has got to hop out of the Ferrari and run for it because it comes and crushes the fucking Ferrari. He's got to steal a kid's dirt bike. 
They're fucking in. Yeah, he steals a kid's dirt bike. At this point, they've destroyed like a good quarter of fucking San Francisco. Yeah. Like, at least the business district is mostly fucking destroyed right here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I don't think Connery's going to get that deal anymore. I don't have to cause in all this. It just doesn't seem like it. Probably a lot of people died here. Oh. I would imagine. Oh. <laughs> I think his little, his little chase murdered a lot of people in this scene right here. That's upsetting. Uh, once it's over though, he gets away, but he's called his daughter on the car phone yeah. during the chase. Yeah. He's been making phone calls. Just a little 411 to figure out where his estranged daughter is. So, Hello, I'm a criminal. Where's my estranged daughter? The next thing we learn, uh, Sean Connery's got an adult daughter and yeah. she's played by Claire Forlani. She's the and same bad meet, actress from Mallrats. She is. She plays, uh, T.S.'s girlfriend okay, that he was going to propose to like second, on Jaws. Okay, that seems, of Jaws. that seems right, yeah. Her English accent peeks through way worse in that in, film than this that film. movie where, like, Brad Pitt played, uh, the Grim Reaper? Joe Dirt. It was, like, three hours long. I think she Meet was Meet Joe that. Dirt. She was in a really, really Meet bad movie with, uh, Meet Joe the Black. kid from American Pie. Which just, kid? Like, uh, the main one. Where it was oh. just like them like having chance meetings over the course of like oh. two decades or something. Oh. Just terrible. One oh. of the worst movies I've ever sat through. If Very... it's a chance meeting movie I want to watch, I want to watch fucking... Uh, it, I can't remember the name of it now, oh, so no. none of this matters. My brain broke. Very, very attractive girl, though, Claire Forlani. I always, I always liked looking at her. Bad I thought, actress, I thought she was kind of the uh, heir apparent to Gabrielle Anwar. For uh, actresses who don't really have careers, whose faces I nonetheless like looking at. You're thinking of Gabrielle Union. She was in Bring It On. Yes, just a different actress entirely. Okay. She is far better than either of those yeah. girls. What's that movie I like, though, with John Cusack and the girl? And they're like, I met you. I love you. Where are you? Lord, I don't know. God, what a nice movie, huh? It might have been a dream you what had. What a nice movie. They're so good at it. All of them. Jeremy uh, Piven's in it. <laughs> Jeremy Piven's in every John Cusack movie. Think that guy was getting a starring role without making sure a Piven cameo it's wasn't true, written though. into his contract? It's the best follow-up. Uh, so he's like, oh, hey, I'm your father. Yeah. And she's like, oh, weren't you like a scumbag criminal? And he's like, yeah, nonetheless. <laughs> what do you mean, was I? It all seems like kind of just a tacked-on thing I didn't need that could have got nope. this movie closer yep. to the two-hour yep. mark, this entire fucking yeah. him having a daughter subplot yep. that goes goddamn yep. nowhere. Yeah. None of this shit adds up to fucking anything. Feel we could have gotten this movie down to a buck forty. And also, you didn't need the Hour Connery 45. character to like have this sort of like, oh, he's a guy who wants to make up for the past or anything. He doesn't need it. No, he's he just been wrongfully it. locked yeah, up for decades. Exactly. He's, exactly. It's fucking Bert, man. His character arc is figuring out how to get himself free. We don't have to be like assured that he's like a good guy or whatever. Cut this whole character. Cut this whole fucking scene. That's the name of the movie, Serendipity. Oh, wow, it sounds like a great one. One day I'll watch that the double got, feature of what's that? sliding doors with Gwyneth Paltrow. It sounds like those two would do what's too that, well together. What's that chick from the uh, fucking Underworld movies? Oh, Kate Beckinsale? Yeah, she Is might be her? in it. Okay. Maybe? Be Could be? It. I don't know. So Molly Shannon's in it. Of course oh, she's I remember. always hilarious. Of course I remember Molly Shannon. She did that character where she'd sniff her armpits. <laughs> that was funny stuff. That was erotic, you're right. 
Nick Cage, anyways, make a long story short, let's get through this boring part. He All shows right. up. He's like, oh, I knew you had a daughter. No. I found you. She's like, oh, you broke out of prison again, didn't you? And this is where Cage is smart. He covers On for his him. feet. He's like, no, he didn't break out. He's working for us. He's a good guy Mason, now. Mason, you ready to get back to work, bro? And Connery's like, hey, he fucking covered for me. Maybe he's a good guy. Maybe yeah. I'll go break into the rock with him. You're a real dude, dude. So, good thing fucking they're on the same page, because now Michael Behan's here, and he's ready to make a fucking plan. Yeah. What's happening. Yeah. There's Navy SEALs everywhere. We're he's, talking about underwater caves he's and tides coming in he's, and out. He's questioning Connery about everything he's he hard fucking ass. knows. He's like, if you put any it. of my men under any yeah. fucking risk, I'm going to Michael Behan the shit out of you, you old piece of shit. God damn it. He was the best at it. Why'd they fucking quit putting him in movies, no, it's, man? It's fucking weird. I don't understand it at all. Who cares he drinks? Everybody drinks. This is where we learn. Let it be in movies. That fucking Sorry, Connery's gonna tell them how to get through the little fucking caves, but also Cage is the only one who knows enough about this poison gas, so he's gotta go too. And he's like, I'm a pencil pusher, man. I can't be going on dangerous missions. So he's like puking in the bathroom So and Nick shit. Cage can't be going through tiny caves. Yeah. Nick Cage, no, not no Nick Cage. Caves. Caves. No, not Nick Cage. Nick Cave can go through. Nick Cave will go in a cage. Right. Nick Cage won't That'll go in a tell cave. tell you about it. Is what's happening. Right. Yeah. It's confusing. Not to me. I 100% know what's happening here. Nick Cave's son died. In a cage? No. Or in a cave? Drove off a cliff. Spelunking. And then Nick Cave. Drove into had, a cliff? Drove off a cliff. Nick Cave had to drive past the same cliff every day to go record his final say, album. I bet he wrote a pretty dark song about that. Yeah. It turns out an entire dark album, maybe. I Need You. It's a really great song. Oh, I love it. I oh, fucking Lord. love it. Uh, send in the seals. Everybody's gearing up. Fucking, this is basically like the opening scene for Predator after this, where you get all the seal guys in the chopper Hell yeah. on their way to the fucking oh. mission. They're getting all their gear ready. Is there anything stuff. fucking cooler when then than when no. they're like Green Berets Not or Navy opinion. Seals no. have to fucking like fucking there op up? Aren't enough movies these days the, or probably right. ever where a team of guys has to be dropped into some sort of situation? I want this in every movie. Dude, last movie that did it successfully was that uh end of days or whatever tom cruise end of it had like two different titles oh live die repeat yeah okay. yeah yeah edge of tomorrow edge of tomorrow that's what i was also thinking of that nazi zombies movie they made which had a really great opening. oh with uh, the russell kid yeah wyatt yeah. russell where they all had to fuck yeah over, overlord overlord yeah that oh. had a great opening if you haven't seen guys had a fucking overlord parachute yeah, yeah. go see that shit that my kicked God. fucking dick dude that's probably the best action movie in the past I saw that one in one of those years. like crazy like 40 theaters or whatever though where there's like speakers everywhere. Oh, I like that It's like though. 360 sound and, and like yeah. Fucking chair like, shoving yeah. I fucking, it, it was a great movie to That's see in that shit. That's a great idea. Fucking dug it. Totally dug bitch. it. I'm mad at you. So these guys, they fucking, they come in in a chopper. They fucking get yeah. dropped out in cool, right. like, little one-man submarine unit things. Those uh, submarines, mm -hmm. uh, Michael Bay got them on gift from uh, fucking James, Jimmy Cameron. Oh, fuck. Are these he leftovers from the Abyss? No, he, he built those Titanic himself documentary? for all of his documentary shit. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. 
That's what a fucking loser. It shows you like what what having Jim Cameron's fucking phone number in your fucking phone can do for you though. Like but honest to God, like it's the truth. Who is gonna have a fleet of one man submarines? Who's uh, got magical like, space submarines? Sounds like that would add like a good hundred million dollars yeah. to our budget. I don't know. We ever have to come up with something else. Oh, that fucking weirdo that uh, is producing this shit. Uh, he's got it. So we go down, we scuba up through the caves, we yeah. come up. I'm gonna make Avatar through some sort of like little weird pool thing in what's basically like a boiler room yep. deep under the facilities, yeah. the prison facilities. What are you doing in my boiler room? Prison. I rape kids down here. Freddy Krueger does not show up. Oh, my. Oh, but we do movie. see some remnants of some like tattered child clothing yeah, down there. You so. know. Kid you know some things happening. are happening. Yeah, yeah. And we get some awesome fucking shit right here where they're like, oh, there's no fucking door out of here. What are we going to do, you uh, dumb asshole? And Sean Connery's like, don't worry about it. There's a cool little action scene thing here where I have to yeah. roll through the boiler here, which is just like periodic flashes of fire and Maybe then like you've big never rotating seen an action gears movie, that, might, that might crush me. It's it's a mini Mega Man level, which is what happens right here where Sean Connery has the timing of these like jumps and rolls he has to do to get through this boiler fucking thing. Uh, that could either crush him or burn him at any moment. Galaxy Quest mm-hmm. just rips this scene off and just oh, how exaggerates they? it times a million. Something might be kind of cool. Yeah. Well, you never seen Galaxy Quest? Yeah, I didn't watch Galaxy Quest. Fucking, I, I had a real problem with Tim Allen and Sigourney Weaver when You've I was really a kid. You've really never seen Galaxy so I never Quest? Watched it, no. Really? Despite my love for uh, Severus Snape slash Hans Gruber. And Rest in peace. Fuck that. Fucking uh, Monk kills it in that one. <laughs> so does Sam Rockwell. I mean, yeah. I, I've and Justin Long. I've you se- love I've Justin seen, Long. I've seen the cast since then. Yeah. I've seen, you know, a scene or two here and there. I get the gist of it. You should watch it. I get the gist of it. You should watch it. But yeah, he Mega Mans himself through this boiler, gets to the other side, and then, like, opens the door, which only opens from the other side. Yeah. It's pretty hilarious, because it's an awesome fucking little scene that exists for no reason, and it's also just like, why is this fucking obscene, insane, not any real boiler that exists in the world, fired up in this prison that hasn't been operational for fucking decades? (laughs) Absolutely, this boiler would not be fucking running and spitting flames into the air. And I also like Connery's weird ski mask that he pulls over his mm-hmm. face so that the stuntman yeah, can yeah, do all this true. shit. Yeah, for sure. But like, I don't, the, that old guy was doing as little as possible. That ski mask he puts on, like the eyes are cut in two different places, and one's like way high up, <laughs> he and one's kind of look like low. a little kid like playing a yeah. burglar for a Halloween costume. Yeah, it's really weird. But when he opens the door, we get the big trailer line. Welcome to the Rock. Welcome to the Rock, which I think is like the first time, or maybe the second time they say it. I think oh, they, they say it. They say it again. I don't they say know. Welcome to the it's rock. the first time he says it, though. Okay, yeah, it's, it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. And this this is a thing. Like this this is the first instance of it that comes through. Where just like insane, senseless things happen just because we want a little action scene, and it's right. just like. Where are we? Why would this thing exist on Alcatraz? <laughs> oh, well, I, either way, there's another Here action scene, and we're somewhere, and this is happening. Here we are. At this point, this movie is just like, let's get weird with it. We're yeah. on the rock. Let's fucking get weird with hey, it. Hey, guys, we wasted a lot of time like setting up uh, the story, and Nobody now we're just going to do shit on this island. So we learned that we're coming up under the shower room, the Navy SEALs. The shower room is how we're going to penetrate the main complex. We're going to come up through the grate in the floor. It's going to be easy peasy Japanesey, except 
We saw that John C. McGinley had put all sorts of sensors in all those grates, so if they come up through that fucking vent, they're going to know exactly what's going on. Got to go through the shower room where you watch the women shower. There's there's no women. There's no women on the rock. woman that used to just whine like a dog, Lassie, we used to call her. Did not happen. No? None of this happened. Oh, okay. Do your movie, then. Okay, they use the little, like, fucking tool thing to try to disarm the sensor, but it yeah. doesn't work because they jangle it too much. And, like, Undercut is a guy who's uh, one of the bad guys. Undercut's like, I'm watching the monitors. Yeah. Like, there's some movement going on in the shower room. John C. McGinley. Everybody get to the shower room. You made some, like, top-notch motion sensor things. Mm-hmm. He that did a really good job. It's not just it mirrors. sensed even the slightest motion. It senses vibration. So, fucking, we, we got a standoff here because... Yeah. All of the Navy SEALs are stuck in the shower room when they come out of the grate. Fucking Ed Harris and all his fucking evil army guys. Yeah, they got are, him surrounded. Got him surrounded, and they're like a up level top. above them, yeah. up top, where the we guards can see would behind be. your cover, bro. That's right. And Bean and Harris are big dicking each other yeah. right now. Just yelling at each other. Screaming at each other. You're on the road with these United States Marines! Have you forgotten that? That doesn't give you the right to mutiny! That's it, I'm a That's right, Harris is doing all this. I'm a turtle! 83 men! Let's go, people! Yeah, so fucking, this shit's, it's getting tense. And we, it's getting we do, worse. We do a good people are screaming, screaming freak out. Uh, yeah, so fucking itchy trigger fingers yeah. are happening. Like both sides are starting yeah. to freak out. And then put like, down the fucking gun, Larry. Right. I wrote. Yeah, we get we we get the reservoir dogs ending here because like a yeah. oh, fucking tile falls off the wall or something, and then everybody's yeah. just firing. Just everybody's yeah. just firing. Yeah, fucking, yeah, fucking. Yeah. I will not give that order. Cease fire! Cease fire! They're still just screaming at each other while everybody's just massacring each other in slow mo. <laughs> last yeah. one was gonna be dragging. Yeah, Harris. Harris didn't want this. He's yelling cease fire all over the place. Cease fire! He's shooking up. He's watching military men die on both sides. He hates that shit. He, he loves hates military all that men. Shit. He's got yeah. military blood on his hands now. Yeah. Fucking. There's a young boy who's like. Down with like Cage and Connery, who still haven't poked their heads up. Yeah, he's, he's like, wearing all black. That's how you oh, know he's a young fuck, boy. Fuck, I'm gonna need to go up there and help these guys out. And they're like, right. dude, everybody's getting slaughtered up there. Don't I do it, man. So we he goes have, up. We could have a little trio, the three of and us. He gets shot real good. Real quick. And then he falls back down in the hole, and then he's just like hanging there upside down, dead, right would in front you, of Nick Cage's Nate, face. Would you say that he was down in a hole? Yeah, I definitely yeah. wouldn't go with the way down in a hole and would go with the Alice Chains down in a hole. Yeah. Just to say what yeah. happened here. Yeah. It's, it's grunge, baby. <laughs> we're, we're talking grunge. This is 1996, Hell man. yeah. This guy's down in a hole. Meanwhile, though, Cage is crying like a little bitch at the side yeah. of a dead body. He's never fucking seen one before. <laughs> yeah, he's having trouble. Sean Connery's just like, take his weapons to steal a machine gun off of this dead body. Look at all the stuff connected now to I've him. I've got a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Hell yeah, Sean Connery. He's got it. He's ready, man. He's fucking ready. Cage isn't ready, though. He's, like, throwing down with him right now. Connery's trying to leave, and Cage is like, Oh, you're under arrest by FBI agent Stanley Goodspeed. He's like, not really. Stay right here and finish this mission, you young man. I pointed a gun in your face. That's right. And Connery's like, bro. Connery just takes all of his guns away. He ain't that dude. Just very easily takes every gun he has away from him. Just matter-of-factly. He's like, 
You're you're not that guy. Then the begging and pleading starts, yeah. and he's like, yeah. oh, there's rockets. They're going to shoot them at San Francisco. Yeah. One of those rockets will kill 70,000 people. Five million people could die. And he's like, I don't care about shit, mm-hmm. but we spent mm-hmm. 15 unnecessary minutes mm-hmm. to let you know I have a daughter. Oh, I've we got a daughter. We could have pinned my... Son of a bitch. We could have pinned my, you know, morals like on something else. I'm going to have to be in the rest else. of this movie. But yeah. Bray, I want another 20 mil. Yeah. I thought you were going to write me out, Michael. At <laughs> this point, though, Undercut and a couple more goons are like, yeah. hunting for yeah. Cage and Connery in the fucking underground tunnels. Yeah. Well, they find him. They find the dead guy hanging mm-hmm. down in a That's hole. That's right. And they're like, somebody stripped this guy of all his weapons. There's more people mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. So they find him and throw a bomb at him. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. It's a cool way to get rid of some guys you don't want down there. Throw a bomb down in the hole they're in. Should work. No, it doesn't work because nope. Cage and Connery run and they dive into water when the bomb goes yeah, off. So that's yeah. That's a thing that happens a lot in this movie where if there's a bomb going off, yeah. all you have to do is dive into water and you don't die. Yeah, we get it, Michael Bay. You saw Blown Away. Go fuck This is a pretty cool shot, though, though. It we is get, cool. We get the Blown Away shot here where it is. it's it's really Cage and Connery and they're really under the water and there's really fire rolling on top of the water. Yeah. And it's like, how much that's extra fair. did they have to tack on to Connery's check to get him to actually go underwater and hold his breath for a couple seconds yeah. here. Had to have been a lot. This is like the biggest, most pain-in-the-ass thing he actually does in this movie. This had to have been a negotiation. You've got to know exactly when I need to go underwater because I've only got 15 seconds. <laughs> He's an old man. Yeah. I mean, I'm 38-ish, and I, I, I couldn't hold my I can't even remember the last time I've tried to hold my breath to do anything. I don't remember anything that's given me a reason to want to hold my breath that long. No, no. Uh. So after this, they get up, and like they've decided, uh, Stanley Goodspeed's like, well, I'm going to go try to fucking save the day. And this is when we get the fucking we'll iconic line day. from this movie, where he's like, he goes, you're ready for this? Uh, no, uh, he's like, you're best. Well, it starts with Connery asking Cage. He goes, okay. You're ready for Y'all this? Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for this? Mm-hmm. And then Cage is like, uh, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. Yeah. Losers always whine yeah. about their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Uh, Kyle was a prom queen. And then he gets a twinge of, like, uh, acceptance of Nick Cage there. He's like, really? You're fucking the prom queen? Yeah. Okay, maybe we could do this. Maybe like, we could do this. He's straight up, like, taken aback. Like, oh, for real? Yeah. And then, like, you don't get uh, time for them to really bond here because a couple seconds later, Connery's got to throw a Rambo knife through a guy's throat. Yeah. Just across a room just through the guy's straight throat. Straight through the throat. You must never hesitate. Yeah. It's like kind of being Yoda at this point. Like, if we're going to be on my team, like, you're going to have to throw knives through guys' throats. This is, this is what it looks like. <laughs> to quote Jim Carrey, he who hesitates must hesitate. <laughs> You remember. I do remember. Uh, there's a big shootout happening here. A lot of machine gun fire. Uh, Cage keeps screaming at Connery yeah. not to shoot the rockets. Yeah. Not the rockets. Not the rockets. Uh-oh. Connery doesn't seem to care. He's just shooting at fucking everything. Uh-oh. It's a cool scene where a bad guy gets shot in the foot a bunch of times with the machine gun. And you yeah. see like both of his feet explode into a thousand pieces. He gets machine gun so oh, bad in his feet. I love that shit. That's fucking good great stuff. great shit. 
Another cool thing where Connery machine guns like a big air conditioning unit, and it just falls down and completely flattens a guy, just splatters just him on the ground. smashes cool him. Cool deaths right here. Just just smashes the guy. Yeah, this is the rocket room, so like, this is, the plan's going pretty well. They start taking apart the rockets and like yeah. taking out their guidance chips so they can't fucking... Uh, Cage Cage is laying it on really thick here. Oh, he's, just like this is his chance to monologue yeah, right here. This is like his biggest chance in the movie to cage is, monologue. This is where he's doing like the okay, like the the Nick Cage okay. Yeah, that's right. Like he's, he's telling Connery about how bombs he's work, a bunch of science terms, how biology yeah, works, how like chemistry a, works, mm-hmm. everything. Man, uh, he's doing a lot of jittery freak out yeah. stuff. But he's pulling these strings of green yeah. poison balls out of the rockets, and they yeah. just look so fucking awesome. Right? This looks like such a cool, like, sci-fi it fucking sure movie. It sure does. Just, like, these strings of green poison balls. And, like, any he, one of them could destroy everybody in the area. He even goes out of his way to, like, explain the configuration that they're in. Like, oh, there's a string of pearls. Like, yeah, that's that, right. yeah, that's how you do that. Uh-huh. That makes sense. I don't get where these things are going though he, they, we say, we say there's 15 rockets they say he gets 12 of them here where's he putting all these poison balls I, do we see was i just not paying no they attention? just blow up wouldn't uh, that oh, kill everybody what do you mean where oh because he, oh. he's taking the poison out of the rockets. oh he, he took them out and he, then he's taking the he guidance took the, chips he took the, the guidance chip so he's like you got a missile so it's putting, not going he's anywhere putting the poison back yeah. into the rockets. Yeah, there's just yeah. no guys okay right. okay yeah. Because later on, he starts, like, doing shit with the poison. But right. here, I'm like, that's 12 rockets full of, like, strings. Where's all this shit going? It's just staying in He's also ha- having Sean Connery help him defuse the bomb. Yeah, but he's yelling at him a lot yeah. about it. Like, Lord, you can't jostle around like that. Yeah, finally, he... While he's, like, jostling around uh, far more than Connery is. Finally. Because he's doing his jittery Nick Cage yeah. shit. Back away! Just back away! <laughs> Uh, speaking of insane fucking uh, scenes that make no sense, after yeah. this we just get a uh, Temple of Doom up. rail car scene yeah. out of fucking nowhere. The company shows up. They start shooting. Suddenly, Connery and Cage are standing over yeah. a rickety wood floor, and then they just crash through the floor into tunnels under them. Quickly! No time for love, Dr. Jones. The bad guys just had all these rockets set up on top of a rickety wood floor that's about to fall apart, apparently. We named the dog Indiana. And then they're on a rail car, like we're in some sort of coal mine, and they're just rocketing Indiana Jones style down a really long fucking rail track in and out of control, just like Temple of Doom. If you don't think about Temple of Doom or fucking like Donkey Kong 64, then... Connery gives us a, I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> I'm getting too old for this shit, Mel Gibson. Amazing. Where, where in this prison building is there a fucking rail car line and fucking, this is insane. Oh, this yeah. is just like a gigantic fucking set that they built and they didn't bother to explain why this exists or what it is or it's what in it's the, doing. Like what's in the tunnels. All. It's in the tunnels yeah, it's, it's underneath what's in the tunnels. Yeah. Gigantic fucking crazy Spielbergian action scene here. Mm-hmm. They hit the end of the line. It's scary. They fucking tumble ass over tea kettle out of this thing. Connery's fucking like hanging upside down. Cage is like hanging off the side of the thing or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, we should have mentioned in that whole like rocket scene where they're defusing the bomb. Uh, fucking Nick Cage kills his oh, first guy. I think. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Oh, I'm sorry. He hasn't yet. Hands? No, 
Connery was killing the guys. Yeah, Never mind. So we're good. We're good. Then they, they show up here where Connery's yeah. hanging upside down. And right. he's like, I remember yeah. they gave me kerosene. I'm going to light this man on fire. Yeah. I don't care if you're in scrubs. <laughs> he fucking shoots this guy of kerosene, lights him on fire. It's and McGinley. Then, and then, oh, yeah. It is McGinley. Yeah. And then him and McGinley are just kind of like hanging in the air while McGinley's on fire yeah. and they're fist fighting for a second, yeah. which was awesome. Even though McGinley's got water like 20 feet below him, he'd probably survive that yeah. drop. Yeah, because Connery cuts the rope he's dangling from and then he falls like 20 feet and then hits water. And I'm like, well, you just kind of saved him. He just jumped, dropped 20 feet and then the fire got put out. Well, he let the cart fall on him, though. Oh, okay. The cart yeah. fell on him and crushed Okay, so McGinley's yeah. dead. He's, he's fucking out of there. Yeah, baby. yeah, yeah. I would have liked to have got like one like good like fucking freak out monologue from McGinley before he had to bite it. He should have underutilized in this thing. Um so they've been they've been uh attacked by a group of guys and Nick Cage knows that only one guy has officially died. Mm-hmm. So what does he do like a rational person? Oh, he starts know. yelling for Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> Here's where I am. Well, you know, it's, yeah. at this point he's got a real like Daddy fucking son complex with Connery. He's freaking out. He doesn't know where he is. Yeah. Where's Dada? Guess what? Undercut starts shooting. Okay. Okay. So yeah. is Cage and Undercut fucking going at it right here. Or what's I've, I've lost. I've lost the thread right here. Cage. In my, in my notes. So McGinley drops to his death. The cart crashes on him. I don't know how Connery gets away in all of Michael Bay's uh, mm-hmm. just pageantry esque uh, film work. That's you right, lose yeah. it. And uh, either way, Connery gets like off onto the track on his own, and Cage is hanging in this cage that starts uh, cage in a cage. cage. cage, Yeah, he's on a little fucking uh, bucket that's on a rope that starts moving overhead that goes along the track. Put your balls in my mouth, yeah, Mister Bucket. Yeah, Mister Fucket, put your Mm -hmm. balls in my mouth. Yeah, and so fucking. Cage is going down the zip line of death while uh, fucking Connery's just fucking walking the rails. Okay. And Undercut's shooting at Cage. Okay. Does Undercut die here? Yeah, because this is where Connery pops out of nowhere and just hits him in the nose with the fucking butt of the gun. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Sad to see him go. Yeah, but then Cage finally kills a guy here. He reminded me of uh, one of Dog the Bounty Hunter's sons, the one who had yeah. undercut. Yeah, yeah. They had similar energy going on. I can't on. think of his name, but if we called up Molly Keenan, she'd know. Might have been Leland. I think maybe it was Leland. Was it Leland or was it Junior? Uh, now, Junior, I think, was maybe the, the ch- chunkier one. Young Blood was his brother. I think it was Leland. I think. <laughs> oh, er- Leland, final answer. Okay, all right. All right, lock it in. I like it. But yeah, Nick Cage finally kills a guy here, and it's kind of important because he's like yeah, he he's, popped his cherry. That's right. It's going forward, mm-hmm. now, like, we've got uh, two, now we've got two uh, action heroes in this movie. Yeah, right. What, what Harris has though is one of the hostages, one of the tourists, yeah. down on his knees, and he's like, "I'm gonna shoot this fucking guy in the head unless you give me all those guidance chips back to those fucking rockets." It's up to you. It's fucking. Let's make a deal, man. Connery's like. Well, I know Nick Cage is going to try to push out here and negotiate, so I better stomp them all into oblivion. Hell yeah, I'm the only guy that can do it. He does. He stomps them all into oblivion. There's yeah. no more negotiation. Connery doesn't care if this tourist gets his head blown off. No, I don't even Neither fuck. do I, quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, you got to so, break a couple of hostage yeah. eggs to make an omelet. We make a plan here. Basically, Connery's going to go confront Ed Harris. Yeah. And just like, I don't know save the hostage or kill Harris or do something, I don't know. And Cage has got to go find the three remaining rockets and fucking disarm them. And Which I feel like is too much at forward. this point yeah, in the movie. We should be down to two. It's a, it's a, it's a lot of rockets. Yeah. It's, we're we're like a lot of time left on this movie. Guys, we're like an hour 45 into this. Right. 
So Connery confronts Harris, and they have a nice chat about being a hard-ass soldiers and shit. They're just like, where were you in? Where were you in? I was from I've seen so many men die. Well, I've seen this many men die. Winston Churchill. They're going to gain maybe some mutual respect once they run down each other's, like, histories here. Maybe. kind of what's happening. But also, Connery's gonna one-up him because ed harris is basically just a pouting child this whole movie yeah like 83 men blah 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 yeah like i don't see how you cherish the memory of the dead by killing another million Ooh, Mm -hmm. hit him where it hurts man well he really hits him what he hurts after that when he says personally i think you're a fucking idiot yeah which i know was a connery line that I, you're a fucking idiot was not in the script. No. That was Sean Connery being Sean yeah. Connery. It's fucking awesome. I noticed you let Nick Cage uh-huh. talk a couple extra times. I'd like to work that in myself. Ed Harris does not like being called a fucking idiot. No. These, these guys are not going to be friends, as no. it turns out. Meanwhile, Nick Cage has disarmed one more rocket, but like after that, he just instantly gets his ass kicked by somebody who finds him, and he gets like yeah. disarmed, and now he's captured. Yeah. Yeah. So... Harris, 52 minutes left at this Harris point, Harris captures Con- Connery. Fucking Cage gets captured by somebody. Yeah. 52 minutes left in the film. And no, no, now, no. In the countdown. Oh, oh in the countdown. Till they shoot the missiles. The shoot. Oh, God. God yeah. Who knows how much is left in the film? Because don't forget, uh, breaking away from this scene to go back, stateside, uh, well, it's still stateside because it's fucking Alcatraz. That's Either right. way, the government is working on getting- uh, we got an airstrike. Thermite plasma- if we get a thermite plasma airstrike, right. it will obliterate all of the poison on right. the island and save everybody in San Fran. But yeah. also, those 81 hostages, they're all going to be killed. Nick Cage going to be killed. Connery going to be killed. This is going to obliterate everybody. They've got the thermite plasma. It wasn't hard. It wasn't easy to get to. No. They, because it hasn't been approved. like it was going to be really hard yeah. to get. But then they're just like, okay, we got, we got it. it. We, we could do it. But we did. We could do it now. God bless them. Thank God. Uh, so Connery's now, what's Connery what's and Cage are just in jail yeah, cells now. That's They've right. Thrown them in actual jail cells in the Alcatraz prison. Yeah, and they're just laying there. And Cage gets to give us some Cage. Cage is Cage is doing great right here. Yeah, he's motor mouthing, and I, I he's saying what I was just thinking too. He's calling Harris like an angsty teenage yeah. crybaby, basically. Yeah. And I was like, that's what I was just yeah. saying, man. Hey, sorry you didn't get along with your dad. He's got. He's just yelling and screaming yeah. about what a shitty situation he's yeah. in. Meanwhile, Connery's a man of action. He's just like tearing up some like mattresses to like find a way to escape out of this jail cell. Because yeah. we learned he's escaped out of Alcatraz before. He knows how to do it. He still knows. Thought it was pretty ridiculous that he was in a jail cell that like had furniture in it. That right. doesn't exist. They've got like one jail cell set up as like a a fucking you know museum fucking, thing yeah. so you can see what it looked like the rest of them are just completely empty, empty because right. it hasn't been a jail for many many decades no. so it's insane that yeah. he's not just in an empty cell like nick cage's right. they gave him they gave the master escapesman an entire like mattress and blanket yeah to, to just work with cage uh, wants to know how in the name of zeus's butthole yeah did you get out of your cell just <sighs> a pretty good line it's one of the best. Connery's all slick, though, because he just, like, created a little, like, fucking uh, whirly gig that he slung all down the hall to the, yep. like, the, the handle that opens up all the fucking things. He, yep. he hooks that thing, pulls it, opens his thing up all slick, then he's just like, trade secrets. Yes. 
Would you like me to get you out of your cell? Mm-hmm. He Homosexual. does. He gets him out of the cell. So now we've got 50, maybe 40 some minutes until this shit happens. There's an airstrike coming. Right. Meanwhile, Tony Todd is going to make his presence felt in this movie. Yes, this is important here. He wants to shoot some rockets. Connery is like mm-hmm. leaving, and Cage is like, what are you doing? And he's like, I looked that man in the eyes. He's not a murderer. Yeah. He doesn't think Harris is actually going to shoot the rockets. And Candyman's starting to figure out the same thing. That's here. right. Because the Pentagon's like, we need another hour to get your demands together. Yeah. And Harris is like, going to give them the hour. And Candyman's like, you fucking kidding me, man? Bro, we're three guys minutes. Are calling our bluff. We're three minutes from crunch time, and you're gonna give you them another hour. You make a threat. You gotta come through on it, or they're gonna yeah. know that we ain't fucking for real, and none of this shit's gonna happen. I want my motherfucking money. Harris reluctantly is like, oh, f- "Fine, fucking yeah. fire the missile. Fire one of the rockets. Fire them. Playing you for a fool." Candyman tells him. And so, like, creepy little butt cut wants to shoot one too. Yeah, this is, I think the first time I've noticed him in the movie. He's like, "Come on, General, let's be all we can be." These guys just want to murder a bunch of people. He's gleefully looking forward to murdering all these seventy thousand people from this one rocket. They don't care. They they want that money. Mm -hmm. Cage is like, "Come on, Connery, let's don't leave me." And Connery's like, "I'm gonna punch you in the stomach because you won't shut up. You f word." Shut the fuck up. Yeah, so Cage's like, all right, I'm going to go save the day by myself. Yep. Bye. Yeah. Rocket gets fired because the Pentagon has not come through with their hundred million. It's going towards a fucking a football game. Yeah. A fucking, stadium. So I'm just like, well, no big deal. Just a bunch of NFL fans. Nobody of any worth is going to die. I think it was Who college cares? stadium. Cares? That. Oh, even worse. Yeah. A bunch of college kids die. Nobody cares about that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Cage finds another one of the rockets while all this is going on. I think so. And he, like, disarms it. But, like, a guy finds him and has a gun to the back of his head. And it's like, oh, no, what's he going to do? Oh, that's right. And then Connery comes back and snaps the guy's neck. And it's like, oh, Connery came back 10 seconds later. That was very dramatic. It was like the end of Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man when they have their big falling out. And then it's like... Oh, 10 kidding. seconds later, just we're just no, back we're together good, so good, this movie good. can end. We're good. We're it's good. too late in the movie for we're us good. to have a big no, period. No, 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 we're, good. we're not on the same page anymore. Yeah. But uh, Harris finally fires a fucking mm-hmm. rocket. Yeah. Bill Forsyth's character is yeah. all growling. His mustache looks great. It's they getting think... very close to hitting this fucking oh, football man. stadium. Very close. It's close. Uh, missile changes course what? Though, at the last second. Oh, Jesus. It's Swerves a away. Goes out to sea and just lands in the fucking oh, sea. Candyman's pissed. Which leads me to think, like, this thing was going to kill 70,000 people. Like, what? how many, like, fish and shit is this going to kill landed in the ocean? We, we never we never talk about that. It's, there's no such thing as polluting, yeah, the, uh, polluting the waters. It's, it's no sure. big deal. Tony Todd's freaking out right yeah. now. He wanted to kill some fucking people. Yeah. Fucking, he's just like, you just blew it. They're going to fucking just come after us with everything right. they got now. Because yeah. they know we have toothless threats. Yeah. You don't even realize Harris it. Is like, you need to step outside. Me and my number one guy are going to talk this out without you because yeah. you're just kind of being a distraction right now, he, quite frankly, Candyman. He starts yelling more and fucking Lieutenant. What's that actor's name? Yeah, I don't that know. That we like him. But he's like, Candyman, you David need to Morse, fucking leave. David Morse, maybe? He's like, Candyman, you need to fucking go. Mm, yeah. He's a general. Oh, we don't talk yeah. that way. Yeah, that, he keeps saying that over again. He's, yeah. he's a general. He's a general. It's like, no, no he's not. He's a he's a wanted criminal now. He's a treasonous criminal. I do you like keep though, saying you're a general. I like I do like though like 
Candyman's pissed. Like, mm-hmm. the bomb didn't blow up where it should have been. Yeah. But old boy is still like, I'm loyal. I'm going to give you the benefit mm-hmm. of the doubt, Harris. Yeah. Harris tell me is what's like, up. you're coming apart, Candyman. General Milk and Money. he's like, no, you're coming apart, yeah. General Milk Money. Yeah. Like, no, you're coming apart. Yeah. And he's like, am I or are you coming apart? Yeah. Did you see that woman's titties? These like, guys are milk not money? on the same page yeah. right here. No, no, they're not. Meanwhile, the airstrike has been approved. Yeah. It's on its fucking way. Yeah. We get a long, dramatic monologue that the president gives. Yeah. And we haven't even seen the president no. at any point in this movie. Yeah. He shows up for 20 seconds. He keeps dropping. Monologue. He keeps dropping Harris's character by name. It's really not weird. Not a character in this movie until he's he decides like, to nuke the shit out of the rock. He's like, General Hummel. General Hummel. So now we got mutiny on the rock. His butt cut and Tony Todd are just like, they're going to bomb us back to the Stone Age. They yeah. don't care anymore. They know we got nothing up our sleeves. We got to take over. We got to shoot these rockets. Yeah. Tony Todd's like, you're not a general because I'm not a soldier. I'm a yeah. mercenary. Yeah. I want my fucking money. As soon as we got bombs, we quit being soldiers, bro. We bluff. They called it. The mission's over. Call the mission. Yeah. Ed Harris wants to like fucking pack up and leave. Not going to happen. Butt cut won't hear it. Rightfully so. Stand down, Captain! Stand down! Yeah. Captain won't stand down. Mm-mm. They got guns pointing at each other. We're about to get another fucking Reservoir this Dogs is, ending. This is what you talked about. This is the black guys against the yeah, white guys black here. guys, Black guys and butt cut, to yeah, be fair. They cut. got butt cut on their yeah. side. But you know, like, he's he's a wigger. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. He, had, he had to take the little, like, Jamaican beads out of uh, the front of his butt cut because right. he just got out of vacation before they did this this one mission. Yeah, you get it. He's listening to reggae, man. Reggae. Uh, so fucking number one in co- command, David Morris, is just like, uh, pff, you know what, General? These guys have guns pointed at you. I've been loyal to you for a lot of years, but maybe they have a point. Psych, I'm still on your side. Yeah, you're white. And then he shoots, and then they shoot, and then more shooting back and forth. I love how Harris in- gets hit. I love how instead of just letting the these guys shoot each other to mm-hmm. death, Connery's like, I gotta get in there now. Yeah, Connery's peeping outside, and he's just like, people are shooting, I want in. Yeah. So he comes in. I'm not shooting. gonna let this shit on itself. I want to be a part of it. Everybody's fucking shooting. Uh, Everybody's Connery shooting. Connery and Buttcut getting a shootout. Cage is running. Cage is running. He's trying to find bombs. Harris is bleeding everywhere. David Morse is fucking dead. Yeah. Uh, fucking... Finds out the last one's in the lighthouse. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Cage is running to the lighthouse. He gets to the right house. Tony, Under- Tony Todd's on his tail, though. Yeah. He tells right. him, come here, you little chicken shit. Yeah. Uh, fucking. He's got a knife out all menacing like he's going to slice Nick Cage up. Yeah. Uh, no, he ends up uh, fucking. It doesn't Cage get down with uh, Candyman when he gets to the No, fight? that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah him and Candyman. Oh, yeah. He gets, yeah, he's the cat. Yeah, he gets. Yeah. Right. Connery's yeah, going to yeah, shoot yeah. out with butt cut. And yeah. Like, Right. Cage and a fucking candy man are yeah. going to get in a knife fight over this fucking rocket. Over this is when Cage gives the, the great line mm-hmm. of, do you like Elton John? Do you like Elton John's rocket man? Is yeah. what he asks yeah. him. Yeah. To yeah. which Candyman says, I don't like soft ass shit. Fuck yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. And Cage is like, yeah. Well, that's weird because it's you. You're the rocket man. That's weird because it looks like Daniel. 
So he That's flips the little switch to the rocket and shoots the rocket, and the rocket hits Tony Todd and rockets him out the fucking window oh. of the lighthouse, and he goes oh. flying like 100 feet, and then he lands on like a rusty fence pole oh. and gets impaled on it and is exploded, and there's fucking blood everywhere. He was the rocket man. Oh, I hope he's okay. Another cool fucking brutal death in this movie. That was it's one thing I didn't remember of this movie, like the handful of just like brutal horror movie deaths you get in it. Yeah, they're not allowed to, or they're not afraid to kill some mm-hmm. people. And then we get this uh, iconic scene here where Cage loses one of the poison balls off yeah. the string. Where, like yeah. it's all slow mo and he's got to run and like oh. try to catch it. Oh, I got it. One is about to fall. I put it in my pocket. The last minute, he I'm pockets gonna, that ball. I'm going to do a lot of physical stuff for the next 15 minutes, but it's safe <laughs> sure. in it's my in pocket. There. It's safe, I assure you. In spite of everything we said. Butt cuts on his ass. Yeah. Other dudes lighting him up with a machine gun. Connery pushes that. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. There's a dude lighting up Cage with a machine gun like he's a sniper guy. He's about to shoot Cage, but Connery comes up behind him and throws him off a roof. Because he was black. Yeah. Yeah. So so most of the black guys are are gone now. Connery's taking care of them. But Buttcut's still still fucking Yeah. He's trouble. He's still he's still coming after them. Cage hides most of the poison in the vent, but pockets one of the balls. Okay, there yeah, we go, here we go. Uh, yeah, here comes the airstrike. By the way, right? They're fucking here. Here comes airstrike. I got the. Uh, There's another goon who shows up who's Irish, and he's like, "I fucking hate the English. Oh, I'm Irish," and he starts fighting Connery. Yeah, that's a shame. Connery starts fucking. Oh God, a lot of stuff's happening yeah, here. Either way, the important... he kicks his ass and hangs him with some chains. Yeah, the important thing is. Fucking butt cut and cage are just fist fighting at this Final point. Final fight with butt yeah. cut. That's my next big bullet yeah. point. It finally comes down to him. Cage baits him like they're cat and mousing, but Cage yeah. baits him by leaving the guidance chip out in the open. And the guy's yeah, like, here's a guidance oh, chip right on think, the ground. I'm going to pick this, this right thing here. up right here and go shoot some rockets. But Cage fucking, he charges him. He fucking tackles yeah. him. And they're fucking, they're rolling around. They bust through a plate glass window. They're All the shit. Throwing punches back and forth. Cage... Ends up on the bottom, though. He's getting oh, no. strangled. Fucking butt okay? cuts on top of him. He's fucking strangling his ass. Yeah. It looks bad for him. Mm-hmm. Except butt cuts, like, screaming all crazy. Ah, I'm a crazy man. So Cage takes the poison ball out of the pocket. Yeah. And puts it in the guy's mouth when he's right. screaming. And he says, eat that, you fuck. Or maybe, yes. I think I just wrote that in my notes. I don't think he says that. No. He, he, does it. he does say sure. that? Sure. He says, eat that, you Probably. fuck. Probably. Okay. Got that in my notes. I don't know if I said it's gotta it. has got to be official. So this guy starts fucking street trashing all over the place. He's yeah. dissolving into puddles of pus. He's got all that poison inside of him. Nick Cage was right underneath him when he bit that shit. Yeah, seems, Cage is contaminated. Like he die too, and he isn't contaminated, but, but he, he's got he's got he's the gotta uh, do it. He's got the syringe that he's we learned about to. earlier that he can stab himself in the heart with. Yeah, she does. He fucking Mia Wallace's himself right in the heart. Oh, thank God! Shoots himself. Through of all that fucking anti-venom yeah. or whatever. So, which, I don't know. This stuff is, like, corrosive and, like, destroying your fucking flesh. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how shooting this in your heart is going to make you immune to it. Oh, because they said so. Yeah, because they said so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Problem is, he's now semi-conscious. Oh, all the, shit. All the rockets are disarmed, but the airstrike's still coming in. He's got all that venom coursing through his veins. How yeah. is he going to get up and warn everybody to call off the airstrike, man? With those green flares that they kept talking about at the beginning of the movie okay, when they were like, good. you have green That's flares. Right. So he's able to get enough of his wherewithal to like roll over on his knees, yeah. struggle, struggle to pull those yeah. flares out of his fucking little flak vest there. It's very dramatic. It's very slow-mo. Yeah. I it's hope not Zack Snyder it. slow-mo, so it's not insufferable. It's a different kind of It's Michael slow-mo. Bay right, slow-mo, yeah. so it's still drawn 
drawn things out. Everything's shot from underneath, though. Mm-hmm. That's the difference Cage between Cage gets Zack the Snyder flares going, fucking gets his arms out in a nice Christ pose. We, just, we learn, like, oh, Stanley Goodspeed was the Christ figure of this movie all along. We needed a white savior. Foresight's all dramatic. He's like, may God have mercy on our souls. Yeah. But then somebody He's with the a telescope the somewhere is just like, I see green smoke. Call off the airstrike. Yeah. Call off the airstrike. But old guy's like, I already shot the missile. Which is I'm fucking awesome. Up. They do this ending in so many movies, and it's always like last second, right before the missile launches, they see it, and oh, abort! They do that ending here, except the twist. The one guy's like, "Oh shit, I already shot one." Yeah, that's kind of cool. Kind of cool. But she shoots or drops a bomb, I guess, directly onto Nick Cage, and it's a gigantic bomb, and it blows up the entire building Nick Cage is in. Yeah. But then once again, we learn if you just dive into water, you're fine. Yeah. Nick Cage like. Dives into the water directly next to where an entire building is being obliterated by yeah. the biggest bomb I've ever right. seen in my life. And not only does the shockwave not just like pulverize his body, not only does the heat from the flames not just boil him alive Correct. in the water, he's just fine. He's just essentially fine. That's because the, the pilot explains, oh, I hit the back of the island. We're good. Oh, thank God. Thank yeah. God. He's unconscious, though, at least. So we got to get Connery to wherever the fuck he was. I guess far enough away from this explosion that exploded half the island he, that he Ugh. was cool. Although he's close enough to dive into the water and fucking pull Cage out. But, so that should end it. But, yeah, right? but far enough away so that the, the missile did not hurt him at all. Oh, God. But, uh, oh, God, it was all this stuff happening. There's dramatic shit. Cage's girlfriend thinks that he's dead and she's right. all crying. Everybody's on the horn saying, good speed. Do you read me? Come in. Good speed. <sighs> and finally, Cage just like gets pulled out of the water. He's like, I'm fine now. We're okay. We're yeah. just palling around. We can talk about it. Get on the radio. He's like, Oh, this is good speed. Everybody cheers. Yeah, they're happy. Fucking big celebration. Are the hostages alive? Every one of them. I'm like, where were the hostages at? They just blew up half the island. And also, you just narrowly... You haven't checked on the hostages yet. They weren't in the cells. You don't know. (laughs) They were in those cells that we weren't in. Yeah, I guess. We were in different ones. We haven't seen the hostages for like two hours at this point. We have no idea where the hostages are. But he assures us. Every one of them's alive. Every goddamn one. Yeah. So we got to wrap up some final loose ends. Connery's like, well, looks like I'm going back to jail. Psych, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And Cage is like, oh, uh, by the way, Womack. Yeah. Uh-huh. Connery's dead. Connery's dead. Oh, by the way, Connery, uh, there's a hotel room with some clothes and some money in it I set up. Just go find that shit and live your life. And then Connery's like, oh, by the way, all the micro film yeah. that I stole, which is a dumb plot point we need even address. Yeah. The reason he was in jail for 30 years is because he had some sort of dumb well, kinda, micro film with it's, secrets on it or whatever. It's kind of important because he goes, oh, by the way, Nick Cage, here's the plot of National Treasures 1 and 2. Uh-huh. It's in the hollowed out leg of a church pew. Church pew. So he's in like, All Oklahoma. Right, man, uh, it was good fucking working with you. Norman, Oklahoma. Uh, Forsyth is there and is like, oh, you're telling me Con- Connery was obliterated? I get it. I get that you're lying to me, but I'm okay with it. Yeah. Womack is a dipshit. He's like, what? Obliterated? What? Vaporized? Movie's over. Everything happened happy. Oh, no, wait. We've what? got one final oh, just scene that doesn't oh, need to exist God. for any reason. Oh. 
We're at St. Michael's Church, where Cage is dressed like Hunter S. Thompson, oh. and he's stolen the fucking leg of the church pew, and some Norman, Oklahoma. crazy preacher is running after him, yelling, stop, vandals! Yeah. Uh, he's yelling, oh, I'm church. sorry. Old girl, they're in a car that says just Mary. Yeah. She's driving getaway. They hop in. He looks at the microfilm. Was this setting up a sequel? Did they think this I don't was setting know, up a man. sequel? Because none of this has anything to do with the hostage plot. It's just a little... Oh, God. Ask Michael Bay. He looks at the microfilm. He's like, honey, you want to know who killed JFK? Uh. In loving memory of Don Simpson. Find out in National One of the producers died during the production of this, and that's why Bruckheimer was solo after all this. I nearly died talking about it. Oh, I got to take a leak. Yeah, let's go away to a fucking break. Toss it Matt's away. already fucking out of here. You're going to listen to some coming attractions. Oh. The Rock is going to enter Judgment Day. one thing. Whoever set us up is really connected. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Relax. Soak. And don't flatter yourself. Meet Ray Tango. He likes money. Easy come. Easy go. But doesn't bother with cash. Meet Gabe Cash. He won't dance around trouble and doesn't mind stepping on toes. I hate your karate, guys. Two of L.A.'s top rival cops are having a tough time staying in rhythm. You know me, huh? Yeah, I hear you're the second best cop in L.A. That's funny. I hear the same thing about you. But they're going to have to work together, even if it kills them. Right now! We'll take it. No, that's one of a kind. We won't put a scratch on it. Sleep with my sister. I was so drunk, I honestly, I don't remember, okay? Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell. <laughs> Tango and Cash. In a city gripped by fear, a serial killer creates a reign of terror where no woman is safe. <laughs> he likes plastic wrap on the face. They suck it in their mouths and nostrils, even their eye sockets. Then rigor mortis sets in. Be on the lookout for a dark van. Two cops thrown together. You see the new transfer they call Quick Draw McGraw. And you're Dirty Harry, right? With a mission to bring That's him good. down. That's real good. I know what she thinks, what she feels, what she does. Every intimate detail. You're an ex-detective on a motorbike. You got one chance. You got one chance only. His videos are being distributed worldwide by crime syndicate porn channels. <laughs> but I can whip mine out faster than you can. What do you want from me, pal? I'm going to teach you humility. We have a common interest. Like what? He's sick, wants to die, and I'm going to help him. <laughs> Fred Williamson. <laughs> Cynthia Rothrock. Robert Force. It's full moon out there. Yeah, well, it makes for better night vision. You really did the whole uh, 
Tom Hanks in a league of their own piss back there. Yeah. This thing went on for a while. Yeah. That's just how I live now. Was, how long was that? Was that pain in you while we were talking to The Rock? Oh, at least a half hour. The last half hour yeah. of that whole discussion. Yeah. But you really wished Michael Bay made shorter movies, don't you? I wish a lot of things in life. <laughs> yeah. Not, not many things I want to happen ever do. It's one disappointment after another. But, you what? know, like we heard that whole reaching for the creamer speech from Vince Vaughn last week. We know how the world works. It's the truth, though. Like, uh, everything. Nothing gets better. It all gets oh, worse, it's man. Every, every I, day. Like in my in my Every in my the worst day of my life. Golden days, my my prime oh, of my life. Golden years. Yeah, I I could like pee twice in a day and be good. Oh, wow, you know. Yeah, that's not the case anymore. No. I'm like I'm all like, where are we going? How probably, far is that? Probably you weren't drinking enough water back we're, then, though. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I pee a lot of times, but you know, I make sure I'm drinking all that like 72 ounces of water or yeah. whatever you're supposed to do every fucking day. Like any responsible 12 year old kid, I drink black coffee <laughs> right. in the morning uh-huh. and then I had a you know liter of jolt cola in the sure. afternoon. Maybe like if uh, there's a Gatorade hanging around, I'll grab like a fruit punch Gatorade every once in a while. Only, but other than that, it's yeah, like when they still sold it in glass it's bottles, all though, right? it's all fucking colas. There's nothing more satisfying than popping open that glass bottle of Gatorade. Oh, Kids just dude. don't know these days. I could down a whole bottle of lime. Do you even have electrolytes in, like in that seconds. plastic bottle I don't think of Gatorade so. bullshit I don't, anymore? Probably as far as not. I understand, electrolytes can't live in plastic. Yeah, that's, I've, I've heard that as well. Yeah, that's I, science. I, I read that on the forum the other day, too. Yeah, all of the forums. Matt, let's get into this Judgment Day because it took so long talking about the bulk of the rock. Thanks, Michael. Judgment Day is the last segment of our podcast. This is where we go out to the internet and see what you, the people, had to say about the film we were watching. I go and I find... the fucking idiots. A couple of one Ninja Star reviews. People didn't like the movie. I find Mm. a couple of five Ninja Star reviews of people who loved the fucking movie. Mm. And then we just, we read them, we think about them, we marinate, Mm. and then we give our final judgments, Mm. which are the only ones that are official and that matter. That's right. Everything else is for nothing. Matt, my first One Ninja Star review is from a letterboxed user named mm-hmm. Jay Cowsey. Hmm. Jay Cowsey says, I hated this movie. Hmm. No plot that I could see. The writers just decided to throw some curse words or explosions in when they couldn't think of anything else. Then decided it would look cool if some dork syringed green jello into his heart. Waste of money. No, that's not what some happened. Some dork. Saw it when it came out in movie theaters, and the bowling league was all agog over it. A waste of money. One ninja star. Letterboxd user, Jay Cowsey. It's cool that he was in a bowling league. Bowling league, which I liked. Yeah, I threw it in cool. there, because I liked, I liked hearing that his bowling league liked everything going on. I was ready to just discredit everything mm-hmm. until that. No, yeah. Yeah. Bowling alleys are opening back up. Yeah. The world is healing. Yeah. My next one ninja star review is from an IMDb user... Called Dry Sticks, but Sticks is spelled cool. like the band Sticks. Well, you got so it's to like Dry Sticks and yeah. IMDb, which is which is what Sticks famously calls their acoustic shows. Oh, nice! We got to go to one of those. I assume Dry Sticks says the Rock suffers most from bad writing, so he kind of agrees with Jay Krause right there. Mm-hmm. The script is just bad. It relies on special effects, action. And emotions from characters who the writers feel are superior to the viewer. Uh, far superior. They take all the fun out of movie viewing. 
Hmm. The movie takes all the stock elements of routine movie making and keep the very worst ones. Oh. Whatever makes a movie less appealing, they do. That's odd. This movie is meant for people already coupled. Probably making (laughs) it in a woman's movie. They're probably making it a woman's movie. Single people shouldn't see The Rock. Instead of boy meets girl, it copies the formula of 99% of other movies in which boy already owns girl. (laughs) Oh, I'm totally confused by the writing here. It's a movie designed to delight only the rich, wealthy viewer with a family. The two lead characters are impossible to like. They have superiority complexes that would even make Sly and Arnie look meek. This might pass if the movie was made as a comic farce, but it isn't. Half of the movie's dialogue consists of the lines in which Connery claims winners, which the movie has no subtle pretense to mean men who can do the job, perform, survive, understand, etc., can only be men who were early childhood successes, early developers who were part of early established marriages, who were successes in high school, who had sex with the quote-unquote prom queen. Oh, man. Yes, it is nonsense. It's also the most Republican propaganda ever in a movie. The viewer doesn't care if any of these characters get killed. Even if you live in the Target City, you probably wouldn't care. The plot is over the top, which is okay if the people are interesting. These aren't. One Ninja Star from IMDb user Dry Sticks. Maybe should be called Dry Vagina, because that's what this guy's doing every fucking vagina he's ever been around his entire life. Or dry dick because he's never gotten it wet. What a cut. What a weird fucking series wow. of left turns that fucking review yeah. took. It was a wild ride. Yeah. It was like we were on that rail, out of control rail car it scene was. in the rocket, felt like. I'm sorry that you got stuck in that relationship with that guy, and that's a shame because I'm <laughs> educated and I would let you be yourself and uh, not what you're saying. Maybe stuck if he being. didn't have the green gel antidote at the end, he could have died. Ooh. Then she could have been with a true nice guy. Ooh. Matt, there were some people who had a little bit less of a weird reaction to this fucking movie, but people who had a very over-the-top positive Hopefully. review of this movie. Uh, yeah. Got a couple five Ninja Star reviews here. Nothing weird about these Nothing folks. Nothing weird about these folks. These yeah. folks are just fucking real bayheads. Salt going on here. Earth. Yeah, fucking... First one is a five Ninja Star review from a Letterboxd user. Transformers fan. Simply one. named Ben. Oh, hey, Ben. Ben says... Were Nick Cage's butt cheeks stuck to that leather couch behind the guitar? Five Ninja Stars from Letterboxd user Ben. Which I was wondering. He's got the guitar in his lap. He's naked other than that. Is he is he naked with his ass stuck to that leather chair or does he have like boxers on or something, I wonder? It's like the Wolfman Tom Skaronsky used to mm, complain about okay. when he'd go over to Mayor Steve's. And, okay, yeah, sure. You know, Mayor Steve family <laughs> famously had that, that bachelor pad. Oh, and Thor- some nice leather couches he was in there, raising probably. No kids. Yeah. yeah, fucking. And uh, old, ladies coming old Wolfman used to complain he'd like to take naps on those leather couches, butt ass uh-huh. naked in the oh. dead of heat of summer. Oh, God. He never liked how he had to peel himself <laughs> no, off. Oh, yeah, this image. Oh, yeah. Now, now there's tactile imagery I'm yeah. having a picture. Right. I hate that. Yeah. Yeah, let's hope that Cage had some boxers on in that scene. So yeah. that's what I'm saying right here. Oof, fingers crossed. Matt, our final five Ninja Star review is uh, a review from the official Baby Oil and Blow film critic, Ivo Cobra 8. He's got a lot to say about this Nick Cage, Sean Connery classic. Wow. He loves the rock. Shit. This might affect my, my grade here. Good friend Ivo Cobra says, 
The Rock is a classic action film from Michael Bay and one of the best Nicolas, Nicolas Cage films ever. Con Air is his first favorite film of mine. Yeah. The Rock is his second favorite film of okay. mine. I love this film to death, and I can watch it over and over again. Mm-hmm. This is Nicolas Cage's best performance ever. Oh. I love his character, FBI Special Agent Dr. Stanley Goodspeed, who did save over 1,000 human lives in San Francisco mm-hmm. while he raced against time to disarm the bombs. He did do that. Seriously, it is one of my favorite action films, and Nicolas Cage's favorite film. Yeah. This film has everything. It has solid cast, entertaining thrill, diehard in a, in a prison, a lot of action, and it is not boring. Well, the practical effects of the film are well done and are realistic. It has a lot of explosions, car chases, and so on. There are no CGI in this film. Yeah. Mostly, Nicolas Cage is more interesting in here than Sean Connery is. Well, I don't know Welcome to The Rock. That's an entire uh, paragraph right there. Oh. Paragraph break. Welcome to The Rock. Paragraph Blake. Okay, now he's setting up the story. Plot. Nicholas Here Cage is Stanley Goodspeed, an FBI chemical weapons specialist who is brought into a hostage situation involving a crew of former U.S. Marines, led by a rogue U.S. Marine general, Ed Harris, yeah. who have taken over the former prison on Alcatraz Island and are threatening the city of San Francisco with a launch of missiles filled with deadly VX poison gas. Goodspeed finds himself going along on the mission to retake the prison with a squad of U.S. Navy SEALs and John Mason, Sean Connery, a former SAS operative Mm -hmm. who has been imprisoned illegally for the past two decades and the only man to have escaped the prison and can use his knowledge infiltrate, quote-unquote, the rock. Okay. So that is basically the plot of the film. Stanley Goodspeed, an FBI chemical weapons specialist, has to take on a group of former U.S. Marines who took over the prison Alcatraz okay. with 80 tourists who took them as hostages. Right. Right. And they're extortioning their government for sure. $100 million, or they will launch the rockets on San Francisco. Oh, no. Everyone in this film does a great job. Oh. Sean Connery, former James Bond, Indy Fathers from Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade, is brilliant in his performance as Captain John Patrick Mason. Uh-huh. Special Air Service and Harris as Brigadier General Francis S. Frank Hummel. Yeah. USMC Force Recon is brilliant and great villain. True. The script was great, and the screenwriters did a solid job, and Michael Bay, beside Bad Boys 1 and 2, did a really good, solid job ever directing it. Mm. Con Air was the action film that really introduced me into Nicolas Cage films, so my beautiful mom bought me, on my request, Con Air, Face Off, and The Rock on VHS. Uh, Excuse me? Which I still have all those films on tapes, and I own them on Blu-ray, and I still keep the old VHS tapes of those films. I love Con Air and The Rock, but I hate Face Off, which I think it is one of the worst boring lame action films from John Woo and Nicolas Cage ever. He hates Face Off? But Con Air and The Rock kicks ass. I love these two films. I love watching them. It has been 20 years anniversary since The Rock 1996 come out. It is my childhood film, and I always cherish my childhood movies to death. Things, colon. So he reviewed this in 2016? Things, colon, is the next paragraph. Uh, Okay. I, I love about this film, colon. Okay. Nicholas Cage's character was so caring and awesome when on the island in prison, General Francis X. Humble's men kill all Navy SEALs team except John Patrick Mason and Stanley Goodspeed. Cage wants to disarm the bombs while Connery wants to get off the island. Right. Cage wants to convince Connery to help him, which he does on the end. The two fight each other against a team, rogue former U.S. Marines to stop them oh. by killing innocent people. General Francis X. Hummel is not a monster like he was showing in the beginning of the film. He only wanted that government pays the money to the families for loosing their sons and fathers. I also love the scene in which Sean Connery throws a knife into one of the Marines guarding the rocket and killing the other Marine while firing machine gun on him. Awesome. Just puts that knife in his throat. Overall, I love this flick to death. I am giving 10 out of 10 for one of my favorite Nicolas Cage action films. Five Ninja Stars from the official Baby Owen Blow film critic. 
Ivo Cobra 8. That's heavy. That's indeed heavy, Ogre. Matt, now that you've fucking drank yeah. all that fucking just goodness in. Yeah. All that fucking high-octane hooch. Yeah. What are your thoughts? What are your final thoughts? What is your Ninja Star rating for Michael Bay's The Rock? My first thought is we have to get Ivo Cobra on the actual fucking phone mm-hmm. whenever we discuss Face okay. Off. Yeah. Because we need to like hear from the sure. man himself. <laughs> what? Like what? Why? What don't you like? Yeah, is it the fact that it's I think even longer than The Rock? Because yeah, that always probably. comes out. Being, yeah. Remember, like every time I rewatch, really, that movie, it's two hours like, and forty six minutes. There's a point How during I that movie that? where I think it's over, and I'm like, yeah, I like that movie. I don't know, and I'm always like. Oh, wait, there's a whole nother movie that happens after this. I think I would have remembered that this movie was on two cassettes. Uh, speaking of two cassettes and long movies. Oh, boy. The Rock. It's got all the fucking lines you still love. It's got mm-hmm. all the scenes mm-hmm. you still love. It's got all the actors you still mm-hmm. love. In fact, I often at times wish there was more like scenery for these actors to chew, like the shit sure. with Harrison Bean. Mm-hmm. It's Fucking phenomenal. Yeah, they get like 20 seconds together and it's the best shit. Everything that Cage and Connery do together, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. also great. Well, that's why they won the MTV Movie Award for Best On-Screen Duo. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, uh-huh. But really, not enough attention was paid to them or to any other duo in that matter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's all just yeah, yeah. Michael Bay's bullshit story shoved down our yeah. throats for far too long. Tony Todd McGinley, like brushing up against each other for a yeah. while in the second act. That would have been gold. I tell you what, don't put all those awesome actors in there if you're just going to force bullshit down our throat. Mm-hmm. Like, give us more of those guys and less of the other shit you did. It, it's not a bad movie. I still love it. I still loved a lot of the shit I loved. Like I said, the action plays right. The lines are still memorable mm-hmm. the way they should be. But, oh, my God, it's so much fucking longer than I could have imagined. Mm-hmm. I cannot responsibly give this movie right here. anything higher than three and a half ninja stars. Three and a half ninja stars. Yes. Okay. 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 Ditto on all that. You've summed it up very well. A lot of cool stuff in here, but too much of it. Yeah. Uh, also, a lot of annoying Michael Bay filmmaking in this, but not too much of it yeah. to where it overwhelms the movie like it does in every other movie he's ever made. But it was more Michael Bay than you expected. More Michael Bay than I wanted, that's yeah. for sure. So I'm just a smidge under your three and a half. I, I want a solid three Ninja okay. Stars for this movie that I would love to see maybe like a two-hour cut of. Yeah. Just fucking give me a two-hour cut of this. Yeah. Cut out the bullshit. It's only 15 minutes, but it would really make a difference. Mm-hmm. It would make a huge fucking difference because yeah. the stuff the, the stuff that needs to go is egregious. Yeah. <sighs> okay, that's uh, our 175th fucking episode, our milestone episode on The Rock. Ha. That's fucking the month of April. That's our entire spring breakout. It's back, yeah. to, back to fucking work. Next month is what it is. Yeah, you fucking losers. We're gonna have to get losers. serious again. Serious about this fucking serious. podcast, man. Oh, that I'm okay Don't with. worry. We got a lot of fun stuff planned because next month, the month of May, we're mm. delving into one My of our birthday. favorite genres, one of our favorite action subgenres. Matt's birthday. We're going to do a fun little thing called Matt's Birthday Month uh-huh. where Matt gets to pick all the movies. Every one of them. That's not what we're doing. And we're starting with serendipity. Instead, we're, we're talking the buddy cop movie, one of our favorite oh, fucking things, one too. of those entertaining things. You're my buddy. We're calling it's the series Why Can't We Be Friends, a treatise on the buddy cop oh, movie. We're yeah. starting off with one of the just fucking stalwart rocks, just like the, <sighs> speaking of rocks, one of the... 
cornerstones of the genre. We're talking Stallone. We're talking Russell. Wyatt or Kurt? (laughs) Old Daddy Russell this time. We'll get to Wyatt. It's fucking Tango and Cash, man. Fuck. Back next week. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. It's an instant classic, and you're going to hear all about it on Baby Oil and Blow. Stay single. It's a long road when you're on your own, and it hurts when they tear your dreams apart.